Mom, a purple heart from Korea. You gotta be wounded to get one of these. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was shot in the butt. <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. Um, what's the price on these dishes? Um, <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five bucks. <laughs> but this looks like fine china. Um, five bucks. Take it or leave it. <laughs> uh, this table is like twenty dollars. <sighs> hey, what about the four chairs? Uh, they're eight. <sighs> uh, how much for the set? Uh, uh, fifteen. Uh, here you go. <sighs> hey, Beavis. I'm like ripping these people off. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> 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 upstate new york this is the slam till podcast a show about all things pinball i'm your host ron hallett here with my co-host bruce nightingale i made it yeah yeah i'm here you showed yeah, up yeah. congratulations yes, yeah you know i got i got i got threatened by the uh this you know the letter from the lawyer saying i still got to be here two more episodes two more episodes and, it's in your contract bitch it is in the contract bitch all I, right I, I, didn't agree with it. And this is episode 122, the sixth flash, which is what, Bruce? Test the display interrupter generator. This actually tests both U11 and U12. If U11 is to be replaced, then no sixth flash. Replace the U12. Clearly not reading it off of PinWiki at all. No, I'm not. I'm not. Clearly not reading it off of someone else's guides. Yes. There you go. All but right. not his guides either. There's another guides. Uh, but we're not alone this week, Bruce. Yes, we have guests, plural. And who are our guests? They are the stealers of all of our good knowledge, <laughs> the takers of all of our bits, the masterminds of Australia. I give you Ryan C. and Martin R. How you doing, boys? G'day, lads. Yeah, really good. Yeah, you know what? We we did steal everything, and that's why we got the worst award in the Twerpies. So <laughs> we need to go over that because I want to know who the second worst and the third worst. I, I was hoping we were going to be worst, but you know, maybe we're second worst. Yeah, oh, it doesn't matter. We were worst. I think it, we I expected think it does. it to be worst. <laughs> I, I think it does. I think we need to talk about that right now. We're going to go right into the Twerpies. Who was the second worst? <laughs> Since you're not on your show, you can you can bust balls and do whatever you want now. It, it, it was you. It was Pinball Profile. That's all you need to know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and how did you get Petey? That was another thing. That must have been. That was a must, major coup, wasn't it? You must have shipped over like 20 magazines of Playboy just for him. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the internet yet. Exactly. Uh, so it's just spank. <laughs> could, there, could there have been anybody else to do it, though? No, 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 no. I think now that he's done that, maybe, maybe he should do the Twippies. He should be at Texas. He should be brought in. Uh, you know, you know, Je- Jeff's a positive guy, and I, I don't think the uh, the hate that Mr. Pinside Petey uh, permeates is really fits <laughs> in with the the positivity of the Twippies. Plus, by the time the Twippies are announced at Texas in March, Stern will already have released probably, what, three new games by then? And everyone will forget yeah, everything probably. that happened last year. Pinside Petey might even have a girlfriend or, you know, get some pubes by then or something. You know, oh. like, it's, it's, it's a while away, right? <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. oh my. 
I have a question about the twerpies. What, what's what all the Thunderbirds hate? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is no way that many people actually even played the game. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's I, th- I think it's like it's the opposite of what's going on with Charlie Emery. You yeah, know, Charlie sure. Emery, like, you know, the most kind of, like, loved guy in pinball, possibly. You know, he has, like, just screams the aura of of nice guy. And, unfortunately, Mike has painted the picture of himself of being the, the opposite of that. So, people want Spooky to succeed. And if they have some shortcomings, it's like, well, that's okay, because it's Charlie and he's a nice guy and they'll fix it up. Whereas, when you have someone as polarizing as, as Mike running the show... It's the opposite. People are actually kind of like rooting for him to, to fail because of what's come out of his, his mouth in the last couple of years. Yeah, and that, that's probably the conundrum there is that he's, he's sort of saying, you know, fuck it, take me or leave me, just judge me on my game. And then when you look at the game, you realize it's not great either. So what have you got left? You've got somebody that has, you know, pretty much come out of the gates offending a lot of people. You know, he started with the U.S. saying he doesn't want to, you know, deal with the U.S. market. And, you know, this was years ago, sort of listed off all the reasons why he hates dealing with the U.S. It's hard not to be offended by that. So he's like, well, just judge me on the basis of my game. Well, the game is shit. That's pretty much what's happened. So this is is some some late-breaking news that just happened a couple of hours ago. To get rated on Pinside, which is obviously the only way to judge the success of a game, is, is oh, where it course. sits on. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Only. <laughs> oh, for sure. No other way. So you need 15 ratings to get to get rated, and then once a week, which is literally like two or three hours before we start recording um, our episode every week, Robin updates the database and the things shift around. So... Thunderbirds, um, well, you guys can guess if you want where it's going to be. Is it going to be is going to debut in the top 100, 200, 300, or somewhere on the last page, which is like 300 to 350 or something? <laughs> I'm thinking 350. Is this like prices, right? <laughs> yes, sure. 351. It. it goes up to 359, by the way, Marty. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so it's look, going. It's going to debut between Hyperball, which is uh, five, at three hundred and fifty-seven, and Bugs Bunny Birthday Ball at three hundred and fifty-eight. That's the wow. uh, that's the rating that it currently has. So when when it gets updated, by the time this airs, it'll be rated as the third worst game of all time, according to Pinside. Really? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Look. Pinside ratings, it, it's hard to really sort of validate those ratings because it really is an opinion piece. It's not very objective. I would have expected it to be objectively a lot higher than that. But, you know, I would like to see the comments. That's what I want to see. <laughs> that's what I want to – that's what I'm living for is, right there. Is Hardbody really that bad? No, no. actually, Hardbody is not that bad at all. No, that's what, it's not. That's, Hardbody's no. way better than uh, some of these other games that are right around it. Hyperball. I mean, Bruce, you're the only person I know who knows how to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Raven's there, and Raven is pretty bad. Oh, Raven is bad. I will definitely agree with that one. I played Charlie's Angels the other day during that Flip Frenzy tournament that you ran, Marty. And yeah. that the the layout of that is very, very weird. You've basically got rollovers just that, that kind of just in the middle of the play field that control the entire 
like bonus or something. I don't know. Wait, don't wait, don't that, talk that about one. tournament play. Don't talk about tournament play. You're breaking <laughs> the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Go blow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, it, it's amongst other company like Orbiter One, which is going to uh, appear in this podcast a little bit later as well. You mean the, the innovation, yeah. the innovation yes. that is Orbiter One? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to some of the Bally's back then, but we'll get to that a little later. Perhaps we'll get to that shortly. Yes, yes, we will. But uh, you know, with the twerpies, you had a big response, which was really cool. Sure, and it was really nice to see that you guys actually did some, you know, a nice piece on it, and it worked out really well. And it was close until the end, and then. Mike just pushed it over the edge and took the worst pinball machine. But as we both, as we all have said now, not many of those people who voted were actually basing it on gameplay that they'd actually played. If we removed Home Pin Thunderbirds and Supreme, then I guess the results probably would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bit more offensive to some, but it's, it's almost like they were the goats to, to go to for most of the votes. The thing with Supreme is me and Bruce have both played the Spider-Man Home Edition, mm-hmm. which is what Supreme is. So it's where we were kind of basing our opinions on that. And it was a good pin. And it I actually like plays it. pretty good, <laughs> surprisingly yeah, it really well. Does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would rather own that than some of the Gottliebs out there, you know. So guess what, you know. Uh, yes. it's, it's a bit of a weird year, isn't it? It's a, it's the year of you know this pin is not for you, but it's also you know I guess the year of an extra amount of of hate towards the pins that aren't for you because like Supreme, as I said, didn't even appear on the Stern website. It wasn't even advertised by them. It's literally just a contract manufacturing game, and people just got so upset. And mm-hmm. uh, and you can see that by. You know, six months later on the Twerpies, it's still won almost half the awards. No, no. Um, but like, who's who's getting upset by it? But the, the people who bought it like it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get the hate for that one. It's the money. It was the money grab. That's what people. Yeah. But who's who's money grabbing? Stern isn't money grabbing. It's the company who money grabs for yeah. oh, everything. Yeah. That's their that's their business model. That is their business model. But everyone associates it with who sold the game. Like I, I, I bet you if Spooky did something like that, I guarantee he would get a little negative feedback from it. Mm, maybe okay. you're saying what, because it's stern, they people want to take down the big guys because they can afford the the criticism. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it never yeah. can seem like they can criticize Spooky, but you know it seems like Stern is always the the whipping boy. Like you know, it just it, it takes the hits and keeps on getting beat up. Well, look, I, th- I think it was a it was a series of events. What's been happening over the last couple of years is obviously prices are increasing. Um, people are sort of talking about, like, obviously when they went to to spike and and everything got a little bit lighter, people are going, well, you know, what's in this machine? What am I actually getting for my money? So as the LEs went up in in price, people sort of started seeing the features sort of coming off a bit. There was always that. Already there, there was a people people sort of questioning the value for money. Then Supreme came out and just went, "Are you really fucking taking the piss here?" I think yeah. that's kind of what it was about. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, Martin. You yes. said you might be selling one of your two games, which sure. one is possibly Iron Maiden. You got the LE. Do you think it was worth the value that you paid for it? You know what? It's interesting because if you if you looked at the feature list and you looked at the bill of materials, you would say. 
you know, it was, it's no more, no less than my Star Trek, which cost, you know, ten and a half thousand dollars versus thirteen thousand dollars four years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. But if you if you then sort of the X factor, which is the playability of the game and what goes into designing a really fun game with great rules, great art, great sounds. Yeah. Absolutely, it was worth the money. Okay, well that's good. That's what you. To me, I don't think it was. Sure. I really don't. Unfortunately, the best LE that has been out there is the one the three of us still own, and that is Star Trek LE. <laughs> What? Uh, that's huh? fine. I own Star Trek. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. You didn't get rid of it. You don't own Star Trek. I own Star Trek. No, L.E. I, I own a game that probably has more crap on it than your L.E. does. I'm so confused. Didn't, didn't you sell it? No, he's talking he has Run? Next Generation. Yeah, you know the game with two uh, cannons? Okay, okay. You, know, you know the game with two cannons? You know the wide body? <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, works fine. Mine works fine. Sure. Yeah. Catapult. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you well, got... look, you know, the, the cost of machines are going to go up every year anyway. It's it's inflation, right? That, that's well, that's just the way it is. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the little pessimist right now. Right now, the stock market's down almost 16 percent, and uh, the Nasdaq's down 20 percent, and people are gonna start thinking about not having so much excess money. And what do you think the first thing's gonna happen? Pinball's gonna get cut back on a lot of these people. And if they uh, keep on keep on raising the prices like they are, you're going to see a lot of companies in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I think Stern have, Stern have taken the model that says we're going to charge what we can. The market will always dictate whether a machine is priced right or not. The, the machines that they've had so far have been selling very well, I assume. I mean, we obviously don't don't get their sales numbers, but there will become a time when they do release a machine we're at a certain price point and people just don't buy it because that price is too much. But right now it hasn't happened. I mean, Beatles has, has Beatles sold out? No. They, my, only, they only, they only made half of them, right? They only made so, half of them. And my, my guy has a, has three or four still sitting there. I can get yeah. one. Literally. If I went to his place tomorrow, I can get three or four. Yeah. So. That, the biggest disconnect for that one, really, what we spoke about this when we uh, interviewed Zach Sharp, is for that machine, I think pe- people have accepted a price point for Stern machines. Mm. But they, again, I was saying before with, with Iron Maiden, there's as an expected bill of materials as a minimum that you, you want to get. Now, obviously, they've talked about the fact that the Beatles license was the most expensive license in history. Mm-hmm. People don't put a value to that cost of license. It's, is the machine good? Is it jam-packed? And that's what people put a value on. True, but... Well, we had our little argument where basically Beatles actually has more mechs in it Yes. Then Deadpool does. I mean, it doesn't have a ramp, but I mean, it literally has more mechs in it than Deadpool does. I guess the problem uh, at the moment is that if you have an artist like uh, Dirty Donny or Zombietti, the artwork is so packed that it creates the illusion that there is more on the play field than there actually is. Whereas Christopher Franchi... Well, with Batman and I guess with Beatles, maybe Guardians is a little bit more packed, but he spaces things out in a certain way that it doesn't uh, – I don't want to use the word clutter, but it's not as intense 
and things aren't so close together that it doesn't create that illusion that I think Iron Maiden, because Iron Maiden as well, like Iron Maiden Pro, what, what does that have over, over Deadpool? Actually, there's less. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It does. But <laughs> the, the thing I have a problem with is, yes, you had the most expensive license with Beatles, but you also had the least amount of R&D. You did. Well, you did. not. No, I, don't, uh, I, I, I disagree there. You've got, you've got a layout. Yes, you've got a layout. You've got to copy a layout. But it's not like they got the original CAD drawings. It's not like they got the original schematics and mechanics and just went, right, let's slap a new license on it. They no, had to, they re- had, they had they had to redesign they the whole thing. Keith, they had Keith's machine right in his office. That's yeah. the reason why they did it. That was one of the biggest perks about it. But it wasn't like they had a, 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 you know, a whole new design. It wasn't like they slapped Ghostbusters and said, okay, we're going to do something totally oddball and different in some ways they had that's where they saved a lot of the money that they did put towards well i I still i still don't agree with that i still don't agree with it but i think the the real parallel there is when you come to primus because primus they did have everything they already had all the materials they had all the designs all the schematics all they had to do was stick new art on it and out it came that one was a bit of a disconnect too Oh God! Totally. It's that's that's the biggest cash for Stern. Just saying, hey, I I can build you a hundred machines because we have the parts for hundred machines. Here's the artist you guys wanted, and you guys use your own artist with it combined. And look, we sold you a hundred machines, and now you can go sell them on your own. Have they sold out yet? Or are they still no, available? No, they're still yeah. available. Well, that's that's the interesting thing then. Like, okay, so if Beatles doesn't sell out, if Primus doesn't sell out. The stock market is having a, a massive correction. Mm-hmm. Is Stern the only company that's in a position that they could actually lower the price back down a little bit, or do you think that they just are content with making less pins in two thousand? No, they cannot. They cannot make less pins. They well, cannot. not okay. Okay, so you say, so that means they they have to reduce. They the have price to adjust. Then, right? They would have to adjust. And it adjust by be, giving okay. Adjust by giving more or by lowering the price. Like either or, but they have to actually say, "Look, this is what you're getting for your value." And look, we put more stuff into it to entice the person to pay maybe six, seven, eight thousand dollars, or B, say, "Hey, if you want the same machine, you know, a different like say the newest model coming out, not monsters, but you know, further down the road. Hey, this is the newest one out. Hey, we have a." Pro light, you know, almost like that, maybe. And they might have to do that kind of thing where they're keeping, they need to keep that production line running. They have too much square footage now for it to be idle. When they were idle last time, it almost bankrupted them. They cannot be idle. Yeah, and I was, I was there. And we were both there. I was there during the tour. Exactly. And it was. You guys had a tour, what, during, like, what, 2000? During Expo. During Expo. Expo. It was dead. What, What year? It was what 2009. Was it the Wheel of Fortune? No, it was, they were talking. It was it was MBA. There was they had MBA for for China. They had the playfields in the back for China. We were walking around, and the production floor was dead. Not like how many, one thing. How many people? Nobody. About? Nobody. Nobody was working. <laughs> Nobody was working on the floor. You saw machines like sitting on the floor, but no one was working. Okay. That's how scary that was. We, me and my father, when we were done with that tour, we were like, oh boy, this is, it was really a downer. I was like, man, this is, this is really bad. I think pinball is in a better place now. So I don't think we're heading uh, that is, close to it. it. Is, but, but I mean, anything can what happen. A gr- 
what a great year for Deep Root to to reveal all their pins, right? <laughs> well, who knows when they're going to reveal them? That's another thing. Who knows when they're going to reveal them? Since they've delayed now for, you know, it could be almost nine months from now. You don't know. I mean, if, if they really plan on on dumping that many pinball machines on the market, surely that has to have some massive effect on yeah, especially the whole if they, industry. Especially when is that if small? They if they undercut, then they're really gonna throw the market into a little tizzy. How much is going to be undercut? How, how how low does it have to be to be an effective undercut, in your opinion? If I'm, saying, I'm saying I'm saying forty one hundred, forty two hundred. If they can undercut them by a thousand dollars. Oh, boy. And if they have no distributor network, that's the other thing we don't know. We don't know if they're going to have a distributor network, if they're going to sell direct. Don't forget, they can cut a piece of the pie out. Well, we've seen how it's worked with Jack. Jack's just, that's, that's a, you know, the both way. You can't do both ways. You have to do one or the other. You can either have to sell direct or sell through distributorships. You can't do both like what Jack did. And he still does. I, I, I can't see how they're going to do it in other other countries. And I know U.S. is the the biggest market in the world by far. But if we're taking you know close to ten percent of the the world's pins at the moment, like not, how how are they going to how are we going to buy direct? Well, from... no, no. What they could do is do distributorships in other countries. Yeah. And do direct in the U.S. Which okay, so you, so you you buy. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Bruce, and then you have a problem with your machine. And You're gonna have to call. I will have to call directly to Deep Root. Okay. Well, and this what is if kind you of a spooky model, off? right? Like, well, you did it already right now. I don't call my distributor when I have a problem. I call Stern. I do. When you have a problem with your JJP, who do you call? You're going to call JJP. And then they're going to say to you, go through your distributor to get this part. Or sometimes, if it's a small part, they're going to say, we'll shift this to you right away. Well, this is what I was saying. Like, this is similar to the Spooky model. Spooky, you buy the machine direct. For us and other countries, there is a distributor model. And if there was a problem with my TNA, I would go to the distributor or I have the option to go to Spooky for initial tech support. But, you know, parts and replacement, maybe the local distributor has got some replacement parts, but usually it's direct to the manufacturer. But there's a, a massive problem with that, Marty, is that if somebody wants an Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle or a TNA, they have to order one and wait a certain amount of time. And they ha- there has to be like 10 people that want one and they, then they get That's right. room in a shipment and it, it gets down. It's like it's that I want it now. I want to ring up my distributor because I, I just got a bonus at work and I've got $10,000 to spend. And you can laugh about it, but that's literally what happens with these high-end collectors. Like I'm bored. I want a new pin. It doesn't exist for, for Spooky. You can't go and buy one new. But if they do do that model, I think that's the way they're going to have to do it. Distributor ships in other countries and direct to the U.S. Because not being disrespectful to any other country, most of the money is going to come from the U.S. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know they're going to look at it as, guess what? I want They're going to want the biggest piece of the pie. When you have distributor ships, you're splitting... In your increasing cost, and it seems like his model is he wants to keep the cost down. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always say good, and, and, good luck and, to him. Like he just <laughs> we, just haven't seen, we just haven't seen anything yet, right? No, like, no, of course not. That's the that's the worst thing about this. You know, we're not. Who knows when we're going to see it? Jeff has. We should hack Jeff's uh, Jeff's <laughs> his email. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the damn hack? Where's Steve? Steve, uh, I need to email you something. I gotta send you this worm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but well, uh, so 
yeah, so then back on back on the Twerpies, obviously, you know, Supreme and Thunderbirds had a poor showing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the, the games that had, you know, the, the inverse to that, so the likes of Pirates of the Caribbean and Alice Cooper, Deadpool, Iron Maiden all did well. Would you agree yeah. with those machines nope. doing well? I think the only vote against Iron Maiden was probably from Zach. probably (laughs) but no they did really well and and honestly i'm looking forward to the twippies because it's really gonna be a slugfest i think i know who's gonna win top game but it's gonna be tight and you're gonna have it really it's it's really weird because i guess the people that vote for you know the twippies and the twerpies probably have a very large presence on websites like Pinside, whereas on a, on a forum like Tilt Forums, and, and we know how big Pinberg is, we know we can, it can sell 800 tickets in, in a matter of minutes. Yep. So there's there's a decent chunk of people that are just into tournaments, but I think those people don't care for... Like, you don't go on Tilt Forums, you don't see a topic like, hey, what's the worst thing you've ever played? And hey, uh, you know, check out this R2-D2 topper. Like, people like just don't care at all no. about that stuff. No. Um, so, you know, how much do those people... And the people that really appreciate tournament geared pinball machines, are they going to be the same people that vote for the for the Twippies? Some will. I think some will, but not all. No, but that's why I enjoy Tilt Forums more than... Well, who who do we think is going to win Game of the Year? Not who would we vote for, but who we think is going to win. I, I think it's... Yeah, yeah Iron Maiden is, is Iron literally Maiden. cannot lose it. If it loses it, it, then it's rigged. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think second would be um, Pirates of the, the Caribbean, but it's just I think people got a bit tired of waiting for a year, and that's that's mm-hmm. let off a bit of the shine off the pinball machine. But the I'm going over someone's out, house to play it tonight. Machine came out in January and it didn't have so many issues. I think Pirates would have would neck and neck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I don't, I don't, I think don't underestimate Deadpool mainly because it's in more hands of people than Pirates is. But it's a cl- are you saying for the second position, Marty, or do you think for, for to challenge for Iron Maiden? <laughs> okay, I yeah. reckon, I reckon for for me the one two sucker punch is Iron Maiden Deadpool. I think it's too clunky. I think people see that. Sure. It's half clunky, half not clunky. It depends on which one you you play. I played I played one on site yesterday, and I had like a ten minute ball one, and like I got like four hundred million or something. I'm like, ah, oh, this game actually shoots really well. But that's that's the first time I've played one that that didn't feel like all the shots were clunky. It's just so weird. It's just it really depends on how the machine is set up with that one. And do you take points off for that? How many Iron Maidens have you played where the auto launcher? shoots perfectly under that upper left flipper into Very the ball. Few. Like, you know, like one in 20 or something. Like it's yeah, I've, I'm still playing with mine, and I've had mine for almost nine, nine months. I still, once in a while, I have to go in there and tweak again. It's annoying. It really is. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't ruin the game. Like, it that, does in some ways. When you mm, actually are play, when you're in that's, multi-ball. That's the moment. That's yeah. the moment. That's like the like you know, multiple's just about to start, so I'm gonna release all three balls on one, and then it'll go and hit a switch, and then it says, Oh well fuck it. Like fuck this this whole intro that, that was choreographed. Let's just start multi ball. Or just hits the post, not going up the thing, and then it, you're maybe you're holding a ball or something. It just it's just it can ruin your it gives you a bad taste. It really does. Mm. Yeah, I, I I'm just now in the mode. When whenever I go into multi ball, it's like quick hold up left flipper and manually plunge the ball. That's yeah. that's how I do it. So 
it's, okay, so it's that's not your ideal. Fix. That's your fix. Yeah, but it's fixed. Well, the, the problem with Deadpool is that that ramp shot can be unfair, I think is probably the, the word. When you can absolutely nail that shot and it clunks, you're like, well, I'm going to get rewarded for not hitting that shot cleanly? How does it work? I know. I don't mind the ramp shot. I hate the right orbit. The right orbit is the clunkiest shot in that game. What, when it accidentally gets ends up in the shooter yeah, lane? Yeah, shooter lane or just hangs up and just stops and comes rolling back down. I've been on four of them, four different machines, and I you make that right orbit and you're like, what's going to happen? Is it going to shoot down the shooter lane? Is it going to clunk up there or is it actually going to make it all the way around? That's the, not the kind of game I want to play where four different machines are doing the same thing. What do you think, Ron? The one I played... It's funny, the one that was a rock fantasy, or the one that's a rock fantasy, the first day, the when the launch party, the main ramp slash loop shot worked fine. Subsequent times I've been there, it has, has not worked as consistently. And mm. I mean it does I mean it does feel clunky. Like when you even when you, you hit the left ramp and it hits that like the whole habit trail kind of moves a little bit. It just, mm-hmm. it just, it, yeah. If, if you know what I mean, it just like, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that one ramp on uh, Batman sixty six when they Batman, put like yeah. they put that flap yeah. there or whatever, and it's hitting it and oh. all that. Like, ugh, that doesn't look very, very good. Appealing, you know, not appealing it, at all. It's weird because I don't, I don't think that, like, when we had George Gomez on our show. I don't think he ever listened to our podcast except for maybe the, the week before. He was like, let me listen to these guys to make sure they're not complete idiots. And then he me- he mentioned on our podcast that I, th- I think I mentioned something like the apex of some of his shots like in, in Lord of the Rings and Monster Bash. It's really unsatisfying to me if you like you just don't hit that shot and it goes like it, it's like three fourths away through the ramp and then it rolls all the way back. <laughs> and, he, and he was and it's on so many of his pins, but he's like. I never thought of it that way. I just think of it like I want to give people a long time to, to think about what they're doing before the ball gets to the flipper. But do you know what I mean? They could there's there's maybe a whole group of people out there like Ron, like you get OCD when when like something rattles or shakes and and for me it's the same. But I guess we probably represent a pretty small part of the pinball buying community and and it's not important to everyone else, right? No, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I When you play Monster Bash, you hit the left ramp, or you hit the left ramp on Lord of the Rings, and it's almost reaching the apex to get further down, so it goes to your flipper, and it just stops, and then you can have another ball right behind it doing the same thing, and it's just like, you sit there like, Ugh, really? Really? Yeah. If, I, if I get a rejection, I want it to be like at the start of the ramp, so I'm yes. not... Because, you know, you kind of like, you almost like hold your breath, like, do I make the ramp? And then it's that slow roll back. If it bothers you, just play some dialed in and it'll all be better. (laughs) (sighs) Or play some Star Trek LE for those who have one, if if, Mm. if you want that experience. Or or, or Thunderbirds, where. No, no, no. If if you, you just time it absolutely right, it goes almost up to the ramp. And then stops at the top of the ramp. <laughs> it just stops. It just stops. It, it stops. just stops. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it's it like one of those stops. carnival-like things where you want to get the thing to just stop. You should get like bonus points for that. That's uh, that. That was the old ramp, money. It's now been replaced. And just before the Australian shipment as well, because Aussies still don't have their Thunderbirds. Ah, uh, jeez. Wait yeah. a minute. Isn't it made by an Australian guy? Well, it's made by a Chinese guy. 
<laughs> wow. Well, he might as well yeah. be. I mean, there's, there's, we, we've effectively disowned him, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, have you revoked his citizenship? Hmm. Um, I would just be happy for him to stay where he is. Maybe Bruce, his second game, which is apparently a, a Chinese original theme, maybe that'll be Dragon Fist. Maybe he's making bootleg Dragon Fist in, in China. Mm. Maybe that'll that'll be his redemption. No, he's going to make Black Belt instead. Black Belt, okay. mm. Or uh, was it Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, maybe? There you go. Yeah. That'd be a cool pin. You'd be like floating. You could use magnets and the balls would float around. It'd be like a world under glass. <sighs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sucking everything out of I know it does. everything All of us. Instantaneous. <laughs> we went hey, from so you, guys, to you guys are like you, you guys are like quitting podcasting or something like that. Is that the rumor that I've heard recently with with you guys? Are we quitting, Ron? We're not quitting. We're cutting down. Yes. As in not every week. Yes. Okay. But then okay, so then when you're not doing it every week, is it going to be like, hey, Bruce, do you want to do an episode? Uh, no, I'm busy at the bar. And Bruce will be like, oh, hey, I'm free. Do you want to talk about the Munsters which just came out? And Ron's like, ah, no, I got work and this and this and that. I think it will How- still be Mon- I think it will still be Mondays, of course, because that's the only free day I have. So I think it'll just be we'll talk. Like me and Ron just don't talk on like the day before we do a podcast. Like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, let's do the podcast. We we talk during the whole week, you know, just like probably you and Marty do. You know, we do. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll find out. Like, uh, we're going live. Oh, by the way, uh, it's going to be uh, Ryan and Marty with us this week. Like, what, what, what? Okay, we're live. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. And I have proof of that. If I have to take a picture of it, you know. All right, you gave me, what, two days notice? Two days, exactly. Okay, that's, all right. That's, that's yeah, better than please. what you're telling me. It's two minutes. <laughs> well, if I didn't ask you if we had any guests, when would you have told me? I would have told you. When? The same day, I was actually planning on emailing you. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Jeez, Louise, or I'm not emailing you, but messaging you. Yeah, yeah. If we're really, really honest, guys, you know that we've been wanting to come on this show for probably a couple of months now. Oh yeah, of course, because we you, we want you, to slap you your call record. us out. I called you guys out, and we we've got uh, a fight on our hands. This isn't a fight. This is like bringing a baseball bat to a you know to a boxing match, you know, because we're just going to beat you around. A baseball bat to a boxing match. (laughs) I I think it's typically bringing a a knife to a gunfight is the the, the phrase. No, we go extreme here. We're bringing a baseball bat to a boxing match. That's more extreme than a gun. Yeah, because that's fine. That's really think I think a really good boxing like a boxing guy could easily beat a guy with a baseball bat. Yeah, I agree. You think so? Yeah, just one knee. one block and knock out, and that's it. Like done. One knee shot. He's down on the ground, and you start wailing him in the head. That's good, yeah, Bruce. All right, all right. So, um, well, we we had someone who was like talking shit on Stearns and saying Bally's yeah. are better. So what's up with that? Yeah, what is so, up with that? Okay. So the the premise of my statement was that you know Ryan, how many Stern Electronics machines do you own now? Six, but six. Two of them are okay. How many yeah. valleys do you own? Early valleys. 
zero. Okay. Right. So, okay. so, so that, that, so yeah. So this is the the premise of what I was saying to Ryan is that he has bought all these stern machines based on listening to you guys and talking to you guys and drinking the Kool Aid effectively, which says Sterns are the best machines, right? But that, that's it. And so my on our podcast, I can't remember it was you know months ago, I said. Well, effectively, I called it out and said, look, I think you've bought into this a bit too much because they're good machines, but they're actually really not that good compared to a lot of other machines that were released at the time. And I called out Bally and I said Bally to Ryan because I just felt Ryan would actually like Bally machines more than Stern machines. My my favorite machines from that era are actually Williams games. That's sort of was was my my starting era of pinball was really playing lots of Williams games. But, you know, knowing that I was going to uh, be on this show, I may have done a bit of research. Ooh. So you have some flyers in front of you and you, you're going to read yeah, from? I do. No, I'm just going to give you some first, some high-level numbers, okay? So we're really talking about the years 78 to 82, right? Okay. For, yep. for Bally Stern and Williams. Mm-hmm. So Bally released, and, and look, I've taken a lot of this information from IPDB, and the filters I've used are 78 to 82, and anything that was a prototype game or a non-pinball, like a flipless game, I took them out, right? Okay, now so, I'm going to say one thing before you say anything. If you're going by production numbers, you win. No, no, no. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. I've, okay. I've got a lot more to go on <laughs> than just production numbers, all okay. right? So here's, here's some high-level numbers. So Bally made 40 machines during that period. Mm-hmm. Williams, 35. Stern, 29. Okay. Sure, why not? Uh, Bally, uh, 288,000, thereabouts. William was about 160,000, and Stern was just over 72,000. Right? So what are you talking about? Per machine sold, uh, Bally was just over 7,000. Williams, just under 5,000. And Stern... Around two and a half thousand. Yeah, yeah, right? totally agree. So, okay, so what it's really saying is, right now, I think Sterns are popular because there's not that many of them, and people have really, you know, they bought their Bally's, they bought their their Williams. Those machines these days are so hard to get for a good price, right? You know, you you look at a Centaur it, here in Australia, you're talking six seven thousand dollars, right? You might as well get a Stern Pro, but average rating. For these machines on IPDB, 7.4 for Bally, 7.3 for Williams, 7.2 for Stern. That's on average, right? Okay. Yeah. But if you have, I then actually have a look at the top rated games for each of those. And I'll just, I'll just put out some names there. So for Bally, you've got Flash Gordon, Centaur, Matahari, Xenon, Paragon, 8-Ball Deluxe, Fathom, and Embryo. So those ratings are from 8 to 7.8. The lowest is 7.8. The highest is 8. Williams, this is a bit of an anomaly. You've actually got Joust. So take Joust out. You've got Black Knight, Firepower, Sorcerer, Space Shuttle, and Jungle Lord. Right? So for, that's from 7.9 down to a 7.7. Stern starts at 7.7 for their highest rated game being memory lane okay now i have a problem with this and you, <laughs> you no no the reason why is because you just actually solidified part of that argument sure saying that there is less of these machines so more people have never played these machines sure would you go with but, that agreement also 
Yeah, but but people still put up the same amount of reviews on IPDB. Oh, just like just like the great reviews on Pinside. Well, uh, also, <laughs> you said yeah. a seventy-eight to eighty-two, right? Yes. Sorcerer is from like eighty-five. So how'd that get yeah. in there? Yeah, I think your data is flawed. No, oh, it shit. could have been. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it doesn't rate that high, so it, it doesn't really matter. So. And Malahari is a terrible game, so we just don't even consider that. I would actually rather play a Viking than a Malahari. Yeah, fair enough. I kind of would agree with you on that as well. Um, I'm I'm a bit cool on on so, Malahari, uh, but, but just just on that as well. So what I'm really saying is that. If you were to look at the top rated machines, and I've gone to like a top 20, 21, you know, your, your Sterns are really starting at the 17, 18 mark. And it's dominated by Bally's, right? But that's, that's one part of the argument. The second part of the argument really will be when we, you know, if we want to do a face-off where we go Bally versus Stern. But also... I would like to do a special face-off for us today in in honour of the Twerpies. Okay. Ah, okay. I would like us to go against each other on the worst machines of each manufacturer. Well, that's easy for this. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it is, because it would be Mystic versus Orbiter 1. Actually, a, a I Mystic. would consider... Wait a minute. Mystic's awesome game. I love Mystic. Yeah, Mystic is actually better than... I would actually consider X as an O. Well, if you go 84, I'm talking. Okay, Speakeasy, terrible game. So you want to go 82? That's a terrible game. And they rated a 7.3. I oh. think Mystic is way better than Speakeasy. Yeah, I'm just going by the ratings. I know, but I'm going by the terrible ratings that you're going by. And that is, I, if I was going to go head to head, I would pick definitely. And guess what? I own three of Speakeasies. So I have perfect knowledge of this turd. <laughs> Why are you buying so many turds? But would you say that it's would you say it's better than Orbiter One or worse than Orbiter One? Actually, I like Orbiter One in some ways. Speakeasy is terrible. The stupid wheel in the middle is terrible. Hey, just, I like wheels. It's terrible. Tidoff has a wheel. And there you go. Yeah, yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you, but look, oh. your, your your third what your third okay. worst rated machines are Orbiter One, Nugent, and Freefall. And your worst three are Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. which is terrible, Mystic, which is a good game. Yep. So I I disagree with that one completely, and Rolling Stone is not that great. Yeah, but... it's better than it's better than a couple of the others. It's, it's it's certainly better than Orbiter One. Yeah, uh, and it's certainly better than Nugent or Freefall. I wonder if Nugent is getting that because of the theme. Yeah, that could be too. Because I don't think it's that bad a game at all. I don't think it is actually either. There's it's, actually worse. There's actually it's actually worse. okay. Look, here's the thing. I uh, this was part of what I was saying to Ryan. This isn't this isn't binary. This isn't oh just because I say Bally's are good, Stern's are crap. They're not. I actually love Stern games from this era, and I actually love them for something that Ryan doesn't like. And it's why when he saw that Magic came up, and I know that he spoke to you guys about Magic and whether you would or not, and I think Ron hates it, Bruce doesn't mind it, I loved the sound package from these games, even though they weren't... No, I know, and it's what Ryan hates about them. But the sound palette that they used, for me, just every time I hear it, I'm, I'm back there in the moment. That's what it reminds me of. So, now, 
now I'll, now I'm going to I'm going to bring up another point. You've brought up that Stearns were not as common. So oh. many people have not seen them in their wild and when they were growing up with it. Don't forget my first machine I played was eight ball. You know, Ryan's first machine he remembers is, of course, uh, uh, Strikes and Spares, where he, you know, he worked <laughs> one out, you know. You that, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't forget, nostalgia does play, I think, into a lot of these older games with the ratings. Sure. And yeah. I, I, I don't agree with the rating. I think it should go certain games against certain games and... Right, what, 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 Marty, why don't we do the top three then? They can choose the top three sterns of that era. Uh, we okay. can choose the top three bellies, and then we can put it on both Facebook pages as like, if you own the three game collection, would you rather own these three games or these three games? And we can combine the results together and see who wins. Ooh. Yeah, I let's like do it. This. I like this. There's no order. It's just your top three. No order of which one your best, your worst, or your second worst. Sure. Ron, I think you know. I think we own all three, don't we, of our picks, right? What are our picks? <laughs> We own, I think, all three of our good picks. What do you think, right? Uh, uh, sure. Quicksilver, Stars, and... Stargazer. Uh, yeah, Stargazer. Actually, I don't know about the... Yeah, I, 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 what would you think, Ron? Would you Stars, go with those three? I was thinking... Quicksilver, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stargazer, yeah. I think those would be the top three. For or, me. or Meteors in there, too. Yeah, but I would I agree, Meteor, Meteor also. Yeah. Go Meteor I, instead of Stargazer, because I've got, you know... No, I like Stargazer. Star, no, because Stargazer is <laughs> a freaking kick-ass three-spinner game. I would do it with those three. And you're, so, probably so three would, and you're probably three would be Centaur, 8-Ball Deluxe, and maybe Fathom. Ryan, what's your first well, it's up, No, it's up to you. I'm going to be arguing against the Stearns, because I know more <laughs> about them. And I, I, know, I know their flaws, so you go for the positives and you choose <laughs> your three. their flaws. Yeah. Well, I would say I've got, I've got some would... information on Stargazer that's going to blow your mind that you guys probably don't even know about the game that you own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Centaur, Eightball Deluxe, and Paragon. Okay. What do you okay. think, Ryan? Yeah, go for it. I mean, some some of the misses there that we haven't represented that have top rated: you got Flash Gordon, Matahari, Xenon, uh, Fathom, and Embryon. So we've got a lot and to pick some, from. And some, and some of our you misses don't. would be, you know, yo, Cheetah. Definitely yeah. Cheetah. Definitely Meteor. Cheetah. Actually, I don't mind uh, Pinball. Pinball's great. Regular Stern Pinball. I like Pinball. A, Pinball's a great hobby to have. Big yep. game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Nine Ball. Sea Witch. Don't forget Sea Witch. Sea Witch, you know. So Beatles. we have a lot of, yep. <laughs> so there's a lot of games even for us that people don't think of always. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got Space Invaders, but, you know, we're not going to bring that in. Uh, <laughs> and we have uh, Farfall, uh, not Farfall, but what's the one that, uh, Freefall and what free else? Fall. Yeah, Freefall's terrible. All right, how are we, we going to do this? You guys can We're bringing talk. a bat to a boxing match. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> hey, bringing a baseball. All right, you guys, you guys talk about one of your games, and then we have a small amount of time to to talk about how bad that game is and, and point out its flaws. So you guys can go first since you're so well-versed in stern electronic games. Which one would you like to go with first? With Ron? I'll let you take the first one, Ron. Stars. Good boy. Stars is awesome. There you go. <laughs> no, oh, where's my, where's my flyer? Where's my flyer? Stars. <laughs> yeah, where's the flyer? Where's the flyer? Oh. <laughs> stars. Simplistic brutality. 
Watch it screw you over and over again, and you'll keep playing over and over. A masterpiece by the genius that is Steve Kirk, one of the greatest pinball designers of all time. When your first name is Steve, you're guaranteed to be a good pinball designer. Steve Kirk, <laughs> Steve Ritchie, Steve Kordick. I need I say more. Two banks of drop targets, two spinners. Awesome rule set, trying to get all those stars lined up and crush that spinner. Or you could just build your bonus. The, you know, Scott, who we have on all the time, who's changed the rules to a lot of games. You know what he did to stars? Nothing, because it was perfect. Okay, stars, the flaws in the game. The flaws in the game are that you have to collect five stars. One of them you can't even shoot with your flipper. You have to rely on a random pop bumper hit, which just sometimes ruins the game, right? Talk about score balancing. The drop targets. Yes, there's six drop targets, and they control the value of that left spinner, but it's one of those shit rules. It's like they, they almost got there with the rules like they did with Meteor, but they fucked it up because, you know, get the drop target bank down, then it resets that spinner back to 200 points. So um, there's only one valuable spinner in the game. That second one is, is wasted, and it's only valuable when you get the stars up. And when you get the stars up, you're not going for the spinner. You're trying to hit the special. It could have been an EM. It's that simplistic, and uh, it's it's a fun game to play in tournaments. That's about it. For lols. It's a fun game for lols. That's it. <laughs> Shits and giggles. Yeah. Do you mean the drop targets where it wants you to complete ones but not hit other ones? The awesomeness of that rule set somehow is escaping. Well, it's not it awesome because you, you need oh, totally to awesome. hit them down to advance your bonus, oh, which is totally capped awesome. at 19,000. 19,000 times three isn't enough compared to what the special is. They have There's it there. your unbalanced they, rules They right have there. it there, so you, can't, you, don't, you don't want to complete them, so you can max the spinner, or you can get the two outer ones to make the center one worth 7,000, which was so awesome even. I didn't know that rule existed until someone pointed it out to me. That's how awesome Stars is. 7,000, I mean, we say with these old games, they're all about score balancing, right? You don't want one thing to be worth way more than, than anything else. And on Stars, nothing carry, carries over, so it's a complete one-ball game. So you can be that close to hitting the, the special, and then it, it's, it's worth nothing on the next ball. So you can play a better game than someone else, but he could, he could get stuck up the top and get 1,000 per pop bumper hit, and he's going to win. Uh, so, we have one one argument against your argument in 1977-78, Matahari and all those other games. Your bonus never carried over either. That's all right. We're not choosing Matahari. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying you're bringing up you know, the time. We're doing exactly time for time. Okay. Marty, choose yeah. a game. I'm going to choose Centaur, right? It's an easy one for me because... If you, if you think about the features that this machine had, like 1981... It had five-ball, multi-ball, and not just any old multi-ball. It had this trap door that, that came up. You didn't know where those, those balls came from. There they are. Great rules. And again, you were talking about you know targets that you want to hit where you don't hit others. Well, what about the orbs targets? If you hit those in order, bang, you're straight into multi-ball. Those targets on the right, you need to hit those in order to be able to permanently light the release target up the top right. You've also got the option of going for release via the left captive ball with in-lane targets behind that. I mean, that right there is just a genius mech. On top of that, you've then got this fantastic artwork from Paul Farris. Black and white, hand-drawn. It When the machine's turned off, black and white, turn the power on, all of a sudden there's a burst of colour. The way the colours have been designed with, you know, blue down the bottom, then orange, then red, then green up the top, 
it is just an absolute masterpiece of design. Uh, talk about gameplay, solid belly layout of the time, great flipper feel. But another little special thing that this has got is the ability to save your ball from the outlane with a clever nudge to get it back into the flippers. So uh, I give you Centaur one of the best games ever made. Okay, Bruce, you you own this uh, one. Yes, I own this turd. I sold it as soon as I finished restoring it. First, way overrated. This thing is a mechanical nightmare when it gets to 40 years old. The shooters, and they don't make parts for it anymore either. So if your arm is wasted on the, sh- the throw mechanism, oh my God, try to find one. I had three people trying to find one for me until I had to finally make my own part for this. Terrible game for that. Second, all of them, I think, didn't have the color pop. Like everyone's used to the CPR play fields that are white. Most of these turds were beige. Out of the factory, even when you take off the post, they were beige. They were not black and white. They were beige and black. Terrible color matching back then. Bally superiority with the drop targets, if you can hit them softly, because guess what you're going to get with a Bally? You're going to get the Bally brick. More than any other manufacturer, Bally made a ton of great targets, but they could not stop the brick. Terrible. Then let's go with great flippers. Let's make the best flipper back from 1978 to 81. And then, oh, let's change this design and make a linear flipper, which is junk. Bushings, no field of the flipper, not being able to tap pass. They ruined a perfectly good flipper design and put it in Centaur. No fun. Two balls. You can have ten balls in this fucking game. It is a (laughs) terrible fucking game when it comes to playability. And if you make it easy for people with the adjustable rules, you can save your bonus or not save your bonus. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Never be able to catch up to you if I've gotten maxed out the bonus on the first ball. I might as well just go to the next game and play that game after that because I can't catch up to you. Bad rules, bad mechanism. <laughs> well, have a good first ball, for God's sake. Oh, oh, exactly. That's just easy to do sometimes. Need I say eight ball? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, oh, God, those linear flippers are the worst. Bally brick, the worst. Yeah, I, I hit the O. I hit the B. Oh, no, didn't hit the B. Let's try again. No, nope. oh, went down the middle. Shit, that's it. My game's done. My ball's done. What was the first game to use the linear flippers on? Little little trivia. Uh, it was mentioned. I remember. Rolling Stones. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Enough reasons. But yeah, All right. So you guys get to choose now the, the second Stern game. What would you like, Ron? You want me to? Okay. Oh, yeah, you do. I, I'm better at bashing shit. Yeah, then. you are, man. <laughs> so mean. You are so mean. Uh, I'm going to go Quicksilver. Quicksilver, possibly just one of the just greatest solid state games ever made. It's great if you love green. This is the game for you. If you like penises, if, if you like, <laughs> if you like floating green penises, yes, this game is for you. Quicksilver, it has two spinners. Just great. I mean, Bowen Karens loves this game. And need mm-hmm. I say more? He did a tutorial on it. It was so great. It has some of the greatest spinner sounds you'll ever hear. 
you, you will see this at shows that people will hook subwoofers up to it just to feel the full pulsing awesomeness of a, of a hit spinner on this game. It's incredible. It has that target bank that's right in your face that you can sweep. You can also, with the left flipper, crush that target bank, and the ball will go right into the spinner and crush the spinner, go up to the top. One of the greatest shots in solid state pinball, that's not just me saying that. Keith Elwin said that on our show. One of the greatest shots. You want to hit something on the right side? We got another three bank for you. And we got another spinner for you. And we got a saucer on the left. Where four we bank. Can, yeah, four bank. Is it a four bank? I thought it was a three Four bank. on the left and then three on the right. Yeah, I thought it was three on the right. Three on the right, right, yes. And then you have a saucer on the left. You can hit it in there and increase the, the value of your drop targets in that center bank. We have the lanes up top. Just great sound package. It's fast. It's furious, and it fights back. I'm sorry. I'm doing the F-14 Tomcat. <laughs> and, it, and you don't limit yourself with multipliers either. Yes, yes. If, like uh, Bally's, they limit themselves at 5x multipliers. No, 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 no. We don't do that, Stern. No, we don't do that. We just, we just keep going. We just yep. keep going. Yep. I give you quick silver. So good they're remaking their play fields, by the way. That's how great yeah. it is. It's a decent game, uh, Quicksilver. I, I will agree, I will agree with you on the sounds. Very nice uh, sound package. Take away those sounds, and and what are you left with? Yes, you've got some satisfying shots that you can you can bank off the drop targets into the spinner, but a large percentage of the game scoring wise is collecting Quicksilver letters because that controls your bonus, and the bonus on this game is absolutely huge. Now, almost all of the letters are in the the top lanes, which you can't. You can't rotate them like you can on an awesome game like Centaur. And uh, you rely on pop bumper hits for like six of them. Like, like there's so many letters that are up the top. I think the only one you can really aim for is like the K on the, on the right. And yes, you can spot a letter by, by sweeping the, the target bank. But yeah, pretty, pretty unbalanced compared to a, a game like Seawitch where you're forced to, to shoot in all areas of the player field. With this, it's, it's more shoot up the top and aim for luck or just wail on that, um, on that four bank. Now, uh, what, wait, yes? I would say you could actually get the right orbit, you know, the right loop, and it goes into the shots a little easier, too, on Quicksilver. Just, just, yeah, it's, maybe, it's, you, it's maybe, you, maybe you don't hit, maybe you're not good enough to hit the right orbit. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's not good enough to shatch the inlanes and just hit the spinners, too. Exactly. Because, maybe because not yeah, you don't even have to go for Quicksilver letters if you don't want to. It gives you multiple ways you can attack the game, but yeah, continue on. Stern had an un- unhealthy obsession with green games in that period. You know, you got you got Big Game, you got Cheetah, and you've got Quicksilver, where it's just it's way too much green. But the back glass, you would agree that the back glass is beautiful, guys. Am I am I right? I love penises on my back glasses. Not the, not the penises. It's just that that the image of that that uh, that woman, you know, that alien type creature emerging out of the Quicksilver. It's it's a nice original art piece by Doug Watson. Totally right? original, isn't it? Mm. What would you guys think if I showed you proof that Doug Watson absolutely committed copyright infringement and blatantly ripped off French artist Philippe? Yeah, Hazard? I knew about this. This has been known for a long year. This is known for years. Oh yeah, he ripped that yeah. off. He also ripped off. Um, they ripped off no, Electronic. Original idea. Yeah. Mm. And Williams, and guess what? And Williams ripped off uh, 
other people uh, for... Yeah, we're uh, talking Bally here, not Williams. I'm, not, I'm just saying, other manufacturers <laughs> did it also. Bruce, he's right. He's talking Bally. Um, Space Invaders back last. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. That's okay. That, that's, not, that's not in our top three. That's not in our I know, top three. Saying, <laughs> that was licensed. Yeah. He licensed that from Gaga, so it was meant to be. Oh, okay. So there we go. Quicksilver, absolute rebuff. Decent lad and sounds, but take that away and... Yeah, just not as good as the next game that Marty's just about to drop on you guys. Wait, wait a sec. Uh, the number one game coming out, you know, this past year, who's going to win the the Twippy? The Twippy winner, like Keith Elwin? Yeah, and what's he going to have? What does he have in his office right now? Oh, because he works for Stern. Like, seriously, like he's going to have a fucking spooky pinball machine there <laughs> or a fucking Josie Jack <laughs> pinball no, machine. Like, I mean, I fuck I me. Yeah, I don't think he has a bally there, though. You know, he has. No, like, that's right, because he works for Stern. Oh, like, he's going to have a bally machine in there. What a <laughs> shit point to make. That's <laughs> what the one is right as all. <laughs> and he's running Scott's ROMs in it, too. Just thought I'd do yes. that. Yeah. Uh, hey, second game. Oh, shall we go with Paragon, Ryan? Do you yeah. want to give that a crack? Me? Wow, you're right. Okay. He really did. He really did rip off the uh, the art there. Yeah. Oh, he, he, it even has the bubbles that look like penises and stuff. So yeah. I I, I can right. start on Paragon if you like, Ryan, and if you want to yeah, jump in. Yeah. Okay. You, you start on it, and I'll finish it off. Okay. So yet another beautiful machine to look at from the art artist of Paul Farris. Um, what I love about Paragon, it is the first wide body that Bally did. And, you know, people are sort of like or dislike wide bodies. But what's really good about this is that they've been able to utilize every part of the play field. Sure, people do go the, the inlane drops on the left, but you can still go the spinner. You can try and knock off your Paragon letters or build the, the bonus up, up on the top left hole as well. But it is a very challenging game. And this is sort of known as a real shooters game or a tournament players game. They love this because the rules are fairly balanced. The game is, is tough, but it's quite manageable. Uh, encourages the tap pass from the left, obviously, to be able to get those inlanes. Has a great sound package. Has that, that pop bumper beast layer of doom area on the left, which is freaking awesome. If you can master that, you are a great player. Ryan. And that's the great, the great thing about paragon is that it's so iconic that people know people know it's the beast layer people don't call it oh that pop bumper on the left you know like like every other game it's it's just like it's a physical object but people know it as a beast layer because it said it's so iconic it, it fucks you so often <laughs> and um but i mean you know with the right nudges you can get that ball back shooting for the inlane drops i know a lot of belly games um have that and it, it might get kind of worn out but is there anything more satisfying than, like, the, you know, the first two shots, they'll advance your bonus a little bit, but you have to survive those two shots for it to really mean something, uh, you know, something worthwhile. Uh, you can use that little mini flipper to, to kind of cradle that ball back on the right uh, where you can start the process again. And when you get all the drops down, it's at 3x, getting that ball up there where you get, like, the 5x bonus, and by then you should be at, like, the super bonus 20,000, which will carry over from ball to ball. It's just the most satisfying ball in a saucer type moment and then you've got one chance to get it in there for, for the uh for the special um as marty said you can shoot around all around the playfield there's points everywhere to be had obviously some more dangerous than others but paragon is just a game that'll go down in history as as i said one of the most iconic games of that that period because it's got everything art rules sounds layout everything okay and we know that you love paragon so go for it oh no no this is easy because <laughs> guess what 
where did my Paragon go? It went bye-bye for a stern. <laughs> yeah, we, we've established your shit tasting machines already. So. No, we have not. Nope. We, it, I got rid of my Paragon because it's not that much fun. It's too brutal. They made it too brutal for people. You like stars, Bruce. Come on. That's, that's, <laughs> wait, and we're going to go with now the Dennis theory. It's a wide body. Wide bodies suck. They really do. And you like Demolition Man. <laughs> no, but uh, that's a newer stuff. You know, this is this is the old Bally. The Bally's, you know, they're just terrible. You know, there's no good wide bodies. Right, Ron? You are absolutely correct. Did, did you know that in Paragon, when you hit the inline drop targets and you're trying to get it in that saucer, they moved where the saucer was from where it was originally supposed to be, but they left the curved plastic in there so you can get rejects where it doesn't go in the saucer because of it? Yep. Did you know that's that? That's, that's just an, that's an operator adjustment. You can easily fix that, and I could point out... Do you out expect million... operators to go in and remove that plastic piece? They weren't going to do that. Did they fix the Iron Maidens out there? No, they don't, so don't even go there with that. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, The only reason why you know the name of the Beast Lair because they had to label it. You know, the guess what? Future Spa has a pop bumper on the bottom that kills you most of the time also they didn't label it so that's why you don't know what that name is for that one uh just uh, not a fun game it really isn't it's too brutal the uh split flippers that's not fun who wants to get boned on split flippers stern never went on (laughs) stern never did split flippers did they no except for and when they did do split flippers they actually put stuff behind it so you didn't get boned. So did they do they split flippers more... or not? You're saying they didn't, but you're, they, you're saying no, when they no. did. When did they, they or did, not? When they did, big they game. actually put something. It, big game. They put stuff behind it. So you didn't get screwed. Yeah, by opening easy up. mode. Oh, easy mode. God. It's actually an enjoyable game, not Paragon. Most people, Name. when they, wait a second, in a tournament, most people are not going, hey, let me pick Paragon over this game. They're going to say, fuck no, I ain't picking Paragon. Screw that. It's not Except a fun Rob game. Look, okay, there's a lot of old games that don't have like a staging moment, right? Like something happens and you have time to react and really get excited. And Paragon has that when you get it up, up into that, that left past the inline drops. You know, you said and, right. You said if. Yeah, if. well, okay. Ro- Ro- Robert, Bi- Robert Byers, Robert Byers during the Texas Pinball Festival, okay, he had enough time to look at the camera and do the chop, okay? And that was an epic moment because that's what he felt, okay? That's that's what you feel like in Paragon when you get it up there. It's like you're working to survive and you do it and it feels fucking amazing. None of the Stern games you have allow you to do that. Yes, in Quicksilver, like- you can get it in the, in the left saucer, but that just means you might be able to capitalize on it. It doesn't mean you have capitalized on it. So you, if you sweep the four drop targets in Quicksilver and it's going up to the top, you don't have time to look and go... Fuck yeah! No. Bullshit. No. Oh, take, uh, take your hands off the flippers, and the ball could be could have already drained. Where in Paragon, at least you can stop, enjoy the countdown, and and celebrate. Oh, but the you're moment. saying Paragon's a slow game, then? Okay. No, uh, I'm just uh, saying this this state this this staged moments that are so way much to celebrate. Oh god! <laughs> All right, next game for you guys. <laughs> Last game for you guys, actually. Yes, it is. Ron. Okay, what what do I pick here? I mean, he said he had something ready for Stargazer, so should I pick something else? No, no, go for Stargazer because it is the ultimate game. The spinners upon all spinners. Because the only game that they have three spinners on, they didn't pick. 
Stargazer. Incredible artwork. Three spinners. What's better than two spinners? Three spinners. Three spinners. Just I just got to keep saying that. Three spinners. <laughs> with the awesome rules for the, the top spinner with that bank of targets there. Again, the Stern Classic trying to not complete something. I wish someone would bring that back. Just, yes. just yeah. And the great, the incredible sounds. Every shot on that feels good on a uh, properly adjusted flippers of a Stargazer, I may add, where you can't just trap everything. Just beautiful artwork. That's uh, another game I, I've played where people have souped up the sound s- system just to hear that awesome spinner sound, which uh, makes a different sound when it's lit, by the way, which mm-hmm. we, we all love that. Targets that don't brick, sweepable targets. You can sweep a bank, go around like a, a, a mini loop and, and and like hit. It's just oh, you can crush a spinner. Goes around like a little mini loop and sweeps the three bank on top. I've I've seen it happen, man. And you can actually control your. You can make your spinner shot worth more or not worth more. Yep, and you can sweep the, the center bank of targets. You can sweep them. Just sweepable banks, spinners. Great sound, great art. All-time classic. The only reason they didn't make more of them is because, unfortunately, it was in the line before Flight 2000, which was a Harry Williams game, so it got the shaft. Otherwise, they would have made more of them. I give you Stargazer. Oh, and one more thing. Oh. Every stern that we play is fast and brutal and fun. Yeah, they're all fast. Yeah. Stargazer, I think most people are obsessed. So the the thing that I wanted to – the little secret thing was the – was the artwork on Quicksilver? It's not on um, oh. on Stargazer. Oh. So I, I I googled it and no one had, has mentioned it ever on any forum or anything. So no, I didn't, uh, do that. I didn't think do that. they were new. Yeah, Stargazer. Yep, great art. You know, who doesn't love a girl with with big boobs? You know, it's typical artwork of that that era. Um, uh, the, Ryan, the, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Yes. I know you like big boobs on a pinball machine. Did you uh, fond yourself to this one too? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Let me make sure. Let me make because sure. they because they weren't around. You know, oh. these, these machines weren't around when I was young. I mean, the, the the bottom arrangement. It's just it's just too weird. They should have kept with the uh, with the Italian bottom, like like every other game of of that era that was any good. You know, having the the slings kind of inbuilt and blocked off. It just just makes it just makes it awkward. Yes, you've got three spinners, but I mean, you can do the same the same with two. And, uh, you know, only one of them really matters. It's super rare. As you said, Ron, they stopped making it, which just makes it more desirable. I mean, Centaur and, and, and Paragon, they made a shitload of units and they command almost, uh, you know, well, Centaur here and, and Fathom the same price. And they, they made double of them. And that's when you know it's a good game. Okay, now I have one question more for you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. What's the game you want most of all in the whole wide world? Uh, Dragon Fist. Dragon no, Fist. no. Okay, okay. That's another <laughs> Apple Deluxe. Okay, no, no. What's the game, Ryan, that you say you want to trade me? Uh, Stargazer, but that's just because Thank I you. can't. That's Enough just said. I can't Enough said. It. It's not because I, I love the game. It's because I just want what I can't have. Okay, that, that's all. The, that's all Stargazer. It's because the is. other six stern machines that he's bought are not satisfying. They, oh, they're, they're very are. satisfying. Oh. They are. Now, he, they're so now, satisfying. Also, he owns two of one. No. Oh, well, yes, he does. Yes, so because don't one even of go them there. doesn't work. One of them doesn't work, and those two will become one. So he's going to chuck it off he the roof of his house. He better not. He better not, because I told him. Now, I, so I just want. I just want. I just want to add something to this as well, because you know, you you've all said great art, right? And I'm going to tell you why it's not. And and we're going to go a bit back memory lane. Do you remember 
and I'm talking to Ron and Bruce, you know, you're, you're too young for this, Ryan, but do you remember growing up, you'd have what were called transfer albums, which were, you would get like this sheet of paper and you would have a pencil behind it and you would scrape off the sticker onto the book. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what the art from Stargazer looks like. It looks like someone's just gone, well, here you go. You've got a blue play field. Now you've got these transfer stickers. Get your pencil out and transfer them <laughs> any old fucking place. No rhyme or reason. Do not have any balance on it at all. Just randomly stick them on the play field. There you go. A three-year-old could have done a better play field. Oh, wait until we get to your next game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. And the other thing about Stargazer is they've had to have custom ROMs for this because it's broken. You can just sit there and backflip onto those little rollovers. And no, they, no, you can't. You actually, no, you, you can't. Cannot, if you actually put the Did you hear what I said? Well, I said in a properly adjusted Stargazer. They're not properly adjusted. No, like they're not. You and two other people have gone properly adjusted. Most of them aren't. I don't know. But that's, guess what? When they're properly it's adjusted. It's broken and you've had to fix it. So... You know, yeah. if you're, if you're calling you've out things on Paragon, I'm calling out Stargazer. It's if broken. you notice, you're if not you supposed notice. to be able to trap it. Yeah. If you don't believe me, Roger Sharp said in his review for Play Meter Magazine when it first came out, <laughs> the fact that it wasn't trappable, that proves that that's the way it was supposed to be. Yep. Well, it is trappable, therefore design fail. <sighs> no, not design fail. It's actually operator fail. 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 Operator Complete fail. What are you going with last money? Well, our last one was April Deluxe. I think we're going to get more votes if we go for Fathom, if we if we really want to win. <laughs> but no, okay. Go, I go think ahead. we're going to win anyway. It's it's oh, it's really God. Well, well, let's go Fathom then, and you can go Fathom, Ryan. No, 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 you go Fathom. <laughs> you go Fathom. Okay, I can't well. see the fucking ball on Fathom. <laughs> <laughs> totally, thank you. That's just my eyes. I my I go cross eyes. I have this, Ryan. Ryan, I have the same freaking problem in that game. I lose the ball. Go April, then, Marty. Go April. <laughs> I, I am going to go April Deluxe, mainly because it doesn't matter what your argument's going to be. Sales equals quality. And this machine sold, you know, over 8,000 units. And to this day, you cannot buy one for a good price because they are still so sought after. And what's good about this machine is, first of all, the sound package. When you when you hit start and you hear it chalk up, it, it's just great. They, they really used whatever the squawk, talk and squawk, whatever the hell it was that the um, the sound card in it, to really good effect on this. It's such an iconic sound, an iconic machine. Yep, the art's a little bit plain, but I would argue it's still infinitely more detailed than stars, which, let's face it, is a Gottlieb knockoff. Just putting it out there. Um, what I like about uh, 8-Ball Deluxe is it gives you the option to play it multiple ways. Yes, you can go the targets on the right, and sure, you're going to get a Bally Brick, but that's all part of the fun. So you can try and get your, your balls down and then try and get it into the, the top scoop. Or at certain some, certain stages, you'll think, right, I've now got to get my multiplier up so you can go those inline drops or you can just keep going left orbit all day to just you know get your points up the top. It, you as a player have the option to be able to play it whichever way you want. That's a sign of a great machine. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still in shock over the Gottlieb Stars comment. Yeah, that's really cheesy. I think you're lo- you lost points for that one. How many Gottliebs have the uh, single pop bumper like that one does? 
No, I'm just talking art. So I think people, I'll, I'll actually put it up on the head-to-head page. I will do stars versus a Gottlieb of the era, and you will see the similarities. Okay. Okay. Would you like Would to add like- anything to 8-Ball Deluxe, Ryan? No, it's just 8-Ball was so good, they decided to make a better version. Yep, correct. And you're right. It's a, such a good game, they made a better version. And then later on, they made a better version called 8-Ball Champ. Far superior yes. to 8-Ball Deluxe. And then they and then made they a made better, Star better Pacific. version. <laughs> and then they made a better, better version. Gottlieb did it, and it's called Bad Girls. Yes. And then Sharky <laughs> Shootout by Stern. That's how much people love this layout. Yes, love the layout. But unfortunately, only one company put a spinner in it. Spinners are fucking overrated. You guys go on and on. Oh, my God. Spinners. Wait a sec. What's the newest game that's out today? Oh, Beatles. And what did they do? They made it two spinners on that game. And they actually made it opto now. And you've just rubbished Beatles, and now you're saying it's a good thing. Come no, on, I'm saying that's the only Consist- thing that's good about it is the optos. <laughs> that's all I've said. I've yeah. never, I've trust me, I don't like teal. JJP did it first anyway in the Hobbit. That's not something new. Well, wait, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. How many people own Hobbits? It's not that. Uh, I don't know. Like <laughs> oh, more, no. more than will ever own the Beatles. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And more than we'll ever own dialed in, also. Exactly. Dialed in is also missing a spinner. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's totally Le- great. Left Orbit should be a spinner. Yeah. Anyway. But Left Orbit on 8-Ball Deluxe should definitely be a spinner. You still have the same problems with the bad flippers, with linear flippers. You still have the ballied bricks. You still have the problem with... Uh, light sockets and all this other stuff. No, and, no one cares and about bad, that stuff. And the Come bad on. artwork. The bad artwork in the middle. You you thought scratch and thing. Let's just put a row of eight of uh, uh, the whole rack of balls right in the middle. Hey, great idea. And the Western theme, a little hokey. Very, you know, just. And Ron, what would you like to add to this? You want to talk about your rule sets as the same issue as with eight ball. You have that huge ball one. Yep, you're screwed. You're probably going to win. And, and then yep. next time you're up, you're just going to be going for multipliers. Yep. It's the same strategy, the same thing every time. Yep. How, yep. About, how about in Quicksilver when you get the uh, 75,000 bonus thing in the middle? It only once. It disappears after that. On 8-Ball, okay. you get your numbers on the bottom stuck. You cannot get past that. All you're going to go for is multipliers. The multipliers carry over. No, on a stern, you can change that. You can take it, turn them off or turn them on. Okay. <laughs> it's like, bro, I'm fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no. But, no, 8-Ball is not a great game, especially the limited edition cabinet. That is just the abomination of all abominations. Do you agree, Ron? I thought it was your favorite. What? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not your favorite, Ron, so bash away! Mm-hmm. All right, I think I think this I think this segment's dragged on like probably a, a, enough, and we have the information we need for people to uh, to cast their vote in. So Paragon, Apple, and Centaur versus Quicksilver, Stars, and Stargazer. Which are the three better games as a collection? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought of something. How many games between Hyperball and Rapid Fire? How many games had to deal with those cabinets? Bally had the LEs. They had Centaur yeah, LE. Wasn't they? It, and 8-Ball Deluxe LE. And uh, Mr. Miss Pac-Man. Mr. Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. And then, then uh, Williams had the... Oh, God. Defender. The Defender. 
Starlight. Uh, what else? It's like you wonder how many of those freaking cabinets did they have that they had to keep using? It's like snail. the WWE snails. armor of snail. the time. Snails. Oh, time, time fantasy. Yeah, time fantasy. Also, terrible. I was just thought, like, how many of those did they buy that they had that many? Like, oh, we got to use these up. <laughs> well, that, that got me thinking about the um, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy LE. Like, surely they've made. Pretend they made 200 WWE LEs. Maybe it was a lot less than that. And they were planning to make 400. So that means that they they had maybe, say, 200 left over. And, I mean, if they buy Guardians of the Galaxy LE stock, they would have to still buy an extra 500. Surely, I don't know. Did they change the color of trim just to save 200 units worth of stock? Doesn't make I don't sense. think so. You mean the Guardians of the Galaxy that the uh, trim was basically from? Wasn't it WWE. from WWE LE? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like they still have to over. It's not like they can just use that and that's it. They still have to order more, right? I think they're going to have an abundance of Groot hands left over, also. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know anyone who's preferring premium over the pro. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Blocking the shots. Yeah. Blocking, blocking your whole view of the game. That's enjoyable. I think, I think somebody actually made a third-party Groot Hands that looks similar, but it's just kind of out of the way. So you still get the same the same feel, just can see the left and the right of it. It's just it's one of those games where the pro is going to be the one everyone wants. Because doesn't it doesn't... Have any spin, doesn't have any spinners, though. Doesn't <sighs> have any spinners. Mm, someone will add them. Where's the mod? Yeah. That time-bounding guy should probably do it. Hey... Talking about spinners, Lethal Weapon 3. I heard you talking about it the other day. Yes. Ron. Yes, Lethal Weapon 3. Why, why do you want it so bad? Because it's awesome. It's a two-week game. Get it for two weeks, play it, move it on. I have somebody who might be selling one, Ron. It's a really nice shape, so in Rochester. Okay. So if, you, if you're interested, you, you, you're number two on the list. Uh, oh. The number, <laughs> no, no. And number one, the guy... Won't have the money, so you'll be really number one. <laughs> Jesus, okay. He said it. He goes, my neighbor really wants to buy this. Like, oh, so your neighbor's going to get first dibs? He goes, no, he has no money. I'm like, oh, okay, so my buddy has first dibs. He goes, yeah, I just got to say he's second because then he'll feel like he's not going to you know, be mad at me. Oh, okay. Okay, hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. No, no, no. How do you know? We're really popular. In Poland. In Poland. Yes. <laughs> We're not as popular as you guys, though. No. We are now going to officially stay. Do not vote for us, for the Twippies. Well, I've been saying that, but no, Bruce Ron will now actually say. say. We've been we saying that for a while, too. We want you to vote for Head to Head <laughs> and make them the number one podcast. Why don't, why don't we form a coalition against... Uh against you know who and yeah. uh it's just if all votes for anyone but that person counts yeah. towards like a like a, a joint coalition dun, and then we dun, just dun. share it around <laughs> so you're saying they're like north korea <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's weird i mean we, me you guys have worked hard for, for for two years we have as well but we do it for for fun you know it, it'd be nice but like my wife said on the on, on the podcast it's like you know, getting validation from anonymous people on the internet. Um, you know, That's it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't, I want it. It doesn't, why not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, don't. Wants it. I don't because I need it, man. I, I need people. I need comments. I need people to tell me I'm great. I need any validation. Please. Please. Anonymous people that are hyper negative. I, I need more than three viewers on my Twitch channel. Come on. Please. Someone no, watch I me. I watch I me. Have, I have, I have, we had six today. 
Yeah, I had six. You had eight. You had eight. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what stream had the most viewers? The editing stream. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It's kind of like when we posted. You guys are you're, you're posting your the podcast to YouTube. Are you getting any hits? Well, okay, you know what, Ron? When I was thinking about doing it, I was like, you know what? I went on your channel, and I'm like, the only reason why these people aren't getting hits, like, like look at this Lime and Sheets episode. Like, who wouldn't want to like search for Lime and Sheets somewhere and say like Lime and Sheets interview? This would be the only one. But I'm like, oh, you just wrote like Slam Tilt podcast. You didn't write like Pimble. I'm like, that's the reason why it's not getting hits. And then I posted them all up. It just took forever with my upload speed. And sure enough, like three or four <laughs> listens per, per episode. So yep. I, haven't, um, I haven't done the last month's worth because I'm too lazy. And no one will notice. No one will notice. No, it's like, no, no yeah. one's been like, hey, Ryan, I really need to listen on YouTube. No, yeah. no one cares. Well, it was like when we added it recently to Spotify. We've still got no listens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought of Spotify, wow. but the Spotify give me some blurb about like having you were saying you don't have any copyrighted material on your show. So I'm thinking of all my Beavis and Butthead clips and Yeah, I, I actually applied for the Spotify one and I think it got rejected and then Marty just did it and it worked. So I'm not sure yeah, what you did. Blood jobs. Blood jobs. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Even Bruce was uh shocked with that. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, uh, we have any mail in the ball bag? Mail in the ball bag. Yeah, we weren't we weren't there to hear you say that. <laughs> good, good lord. We did. I did forget to mention one thing though. Remember the uh, email we had about? Or no, it was you saying you bring in that that turd, the um, uh, Indiana Jones, the guy's mm-hmm. house, and it like wouldn't yeah. work. Yep. We had Gene uh, X Wong who had a suggestion. Yep. Burn it. No, no. <laughs> he said the guy could have had solar power. He's seen that. No, happen. he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, oh well. Nope. Just putting that out there. Do we okay. have any other? Um, let's see. We have one. We have one from Gene. Yeah, read the one from Gene. I'll do that right now. Give me two seconds. One, two. Shut up. Shut up. Are oh, you taking too long? I'll take it too long. This is from Austin. He says, hello again. I purchased another classic Stern Stingray, and it made me curious about alternate ROMs again. Is there a website where I can view the alternate versions that Scott has made? The only alternatives, only alternates I can find for any of the games are free play ROMs. I would also like to say thank you to you and Bruce for so many hours of entertainment that you have provided me. Many pinball road trips have been filled with your banter. You guys are the best. Unknown player number, Austin. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin. I actually I emailed Austin Scott's website. Yep. Also, Soren, I believe most of his ROMs are located at uh, VP Universe. It's actually used mostly for pin mame, but I believe they're there. So if you're looking for his versions, and if anyone wants the uh, Scott, it's out there on the internet. So I maybe I'll just put it in the show notes. But he has, I mean, they're not available for download, but I'm sure you can just contact him if you wanted them. But he has like all the um like what's different with his the rule set for his ROMs. Yeah. Hey, what have I got on on my Quicksilver? Because every time I play, the high score that it shows is like some weird like non existent number. It's like two, zero, and then like there's like no digit on like the third uh, one. Your your RAM is bad. You gotta you gotta blank out the RAM. Yep. 
Well, I mean, every time every time I play the game, it gives me free credits at the end. Yeah, because you're. You know, what I mean, what do you have the original board in there or not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that means your battery's probably bad. It's not uh-huh. saving the high score, and it probably the RAM is probably you know has a problem. So you have to zero that out. Okay. It, it, uh, I mean, it's not doing anything bad. It's just giving, it's stopping me from yes. having to put in manual manual credits, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all. You know, it is. I don't care about high scores. Gene X Wong said, "Manual kickbacks rock." Was thinking you don't have to have a separate flipper button from the last show. If the outlane switch could be activated by that flipper or both, in case you have like that a shot drain super fast and could manually fire it as it rolled up the opposite outlane. Okay, idea. What do you guys think? Manual kickback. Bring it back, Devil's Dare style. I've never played a game with it, but actually, Devil's Dare is the only one I played that. It's the only one. Yeah. Uh, The more the more and more comps I run, the more and more I hate kind of kickback. Like I just think it just shouldn't exist almost at all, unless unless it involves a lot of skill. But you know, in in getaway, Hobbit's the worst. Hobbit has like a kickback on the left, and then like a software kickback on the on the right that saves your ball. Just if you if you lose the ball, you lose the ball. Too bad. There's one EM that a guy picked up locally around here, and there's actually a third flipper in the drain, and it actually activates when you do certain things, and you can actually kick the ball, flip the ball out of the outlet, out of the out drain, you know, the drain <laughs> hole, and you can actually get it back into the play field. It's called the out hole, Bruce. Uh, check your out hole. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Where does Bruce come up with these terms? I, I don't I know. I love it. It's great. It's It's great. People are going to miss them, Bruce. They are. I know they uh, are. I, 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 don't, be... I don't think once a month is uh, is enough. I agree, but, you know. You should start your own podcast, just just Bruceisms, and just, oh, just talk shit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I like Ron too much. Oh. So, he, can, as he, can, any... he can do the editing. He can do the editing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I bought two games this week. Okay, what you buy now? I bought... My first Williams System 4. Flash. Nope. Uh, hold on. Um, uh, Tri-Zone. Nope. Damn. Okay. I give up. Hot Tip. Oh. Okay. Good pick. Uh, hot Tip is always a good pick. I mean, the, the electric, electromechanical is preferred, but... Of course, but I'll take a solid state. Mm-hmm. For is that the one that um, Greg Pavarelli has? He had, Yes. No, he bought it off. No, 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 no. I bought it off of uh, Eric Russell CNY, which I actually bought originally, and I sold it to him. It wasn't working, and then he fixed it, and then he sold it back to me. This game is in in EM and solid state form, right? Yes, it's that early. And then next week, these guys don't even know what I picked up, but Ron does. I'm getting out of the Gamertron, guys. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) <laughs> wow Marty sounds so excited Marty what the hell is, Gam- is Gamatron the one that's the, the kit game like it was made yes, by somebody yep. else the one yeah yes. okay and it's, it's like a, a narrow body version of a wide body a narrow body of a narrow version of Flight 2000 it's a superior okay. version of Flight 2000 way superior okay. so I don't get it why, why was it a kit version I've, I've heard you guys talk about it a million times on the podcast but I just still don't understand why it was who who made it? It okay. was okay. So Gary Stern, right? He goes out of business with Stern Electronics. With Stern Electronics, they go out of business yes. in like '83. 
So, you know, he's always around pinball. So he starts another company. Because Bally was making too many awesome games, yeah. yeah. So he starts his own company called, what was the name of it, Bruce? It's right on there. Pinstar. Pinstar. And they sold kits. So you could put the game, you could put this kit in your old Bally game, like your your old, like, Lost World, or, yeah, one of those games. Matahari and all those bad Bally's. (laughs) Yeah. You could you could put it in there and had a whole instruction thing on you know how to hook the thing up and boom. So no no artwork or anything. You know like... it did come with it did come with artwork. It came with two arrows, one for each side of the body. It was a trailing like almost like a comet or like a uh, how would you say it? I don't know if you guys would know it, but in NBC back in the '80s they had a star going the the more you know, and it would be a star going through the sky, and it would have a tail like a comet tail behind it. It actually looks like that a little bit. Okay, yeah, I can see it now. Pinstar. And the back glass. And the back glass. Okay, so you buy. Okay, maybe maybe this is what Deeproot is doing. Maybe Deeproot wants to convert like every like Adams family or something into a uh, into a <laughs> magic girl or something. Maybe that's how they're going to reduce the price. Maybe kits. you think about Pinball it. Pinball kits. Well, you guys got to play Magic Girl. Was it awesome? I just, <laughs> just does it play at all? Does the flippers work? Yeah, look, it it flips, but really, all you're doing is hitting it up the the middle because that's the only thing that actually interacts with it. Yeah, basically, I guess it's enough of a pinball machine for him to maybe get out of his legal legal obligations to those people who who pre-order the machine. So uh, maybe a bit of a, a legal legal loophole, so he didn't get sued, but. Like even like sometimes you don't know what works on a pinball machine until you play one that's broken. And as I said, like the spinner sound just keeps on playing. When you hit the spinner, usually when it plays a new sound every spin, it chops off the old one, right? So you don't get that like looping thing. The spinner sound is maybe like two seconds long. And when you hit the spinner, it just plays on top of each other. So you get this like horrible, disgusting sound that comes out of it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a collector's art piece. That's about it. Yeah, it's a world under glass. Yeah, Magic yeah. Girl Shrine. Well, and we and we sort of talked about it last couple of weeks ago. Like there, there was a Magic Girl that sold recently, um, and I, I don't know. You know, if Deep Root are going to have that, and and it's going to be working, it will be an amazing game because what you can see in this world under fucking glass, whatever you want to call it, looks amazing. The problem with this Magic Girl, because someone actually asked the question, you know, if someone was with software, could they actually make it a good game? Well, not if it's missing actually some of the mechanical parts to make it work, which it is. There's about three or four major mechs that stop this machine from actually working, like ball going from the bottom up to the top playfield. Can't happen because there's actually a missing piece. So... I, I would love to see this made, and if Deep Root can do it, regardless of, of what we think about whether they're going to be viable or not, I'm wheeling them on because I want to be able to play a fully working Magic Girl to be able to say that I have played an amazing machine. Mm. You guys can play it at, um, at Indus, don't they? Don't they have one there at the Museum of California or something, blah, blah, blah? Do they? They, they do now. They really? Do now. They do. Okay. Yes. It's a reason to go to Indic. Indi- what? <laughs> Oh my! Carl, Carl, Carl Dingle. Carl Dingle. Carl Dingle. Wow! What? <laughs> what? Do you not listen to our show? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't recall that. I don't okay. recall that either. Is that one of the things you edited out and you didn't realize you edited out? 
<laughs> it was when Pinside Petey was interviewing Carl at um, at Expo. Oh, oh my, oh my. Um, so either of you going to Indic? I don't think I am. I think my two events for next year are TPF, almost completely confirmed, and Pinberg. If I get tickets. Good boy. Okay. I don't think I'm going to anything, but Ron, you're going to TPF, aren't you? TPF, yes, and also in disc. Nice. And Pinberg for me, if if I get tickets, but I'm in. So two game two games this week. You you bought Bruce. I'm yes. going to top that, and I sold three games this week. <laughs> which turd? Which turd ballys did you sell? I sold Adam's family. There you go. One. Someone someone played it with the mini flippers that I had on there for my side comp and oh fell in love with how brutal it was and decided to buy it. I sold my Lethal Weapon 3 because and it's oh. it's probably the most it's probably the most fun game Fail. I've ever sold, but it's just it's just a ridiculous game. It is. Right? It's, it's awesome. It, 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 that's it, it, it's fun to to like say ha look at this stupid pinball machine like the software doesn't make <laughs> sense. That's you know what I mean? That doesn't deserve a spot in my room just oh. because of that. It's good to play at a friend's house. It's good to laugh at on location. You don't like the CNC music fact? Everybody dance now. <clears throat> you don't want to hear that constantly? If there was a custom ROM that somehow got rid of some of the flashing lights in my face for like no freaking reason at all, uh, like every Data East game, m- maybe it would survive a little bit longer. But there's just there's certain things that are missing on that game software-wise that... You don't like Ball 3 when multi-ball's just ready and the GI just flickers mm. off and on? Hey, tick, 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 you know tick, 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 I figured it out. It, it's not Ball 3 that it's always ready. It's every ball that you drain, I'm pretty sure, will spot you a drop target bank. So if you hit the drop target bank down once in Ball 1, then you drain, multi-ball will be ready on Ball 2 because you drain the ball and, and it spots it. I drop target bank for you. You mean the banks that aren't labeled in any way that they actually spot locks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if if you drain twice, that means it's spotting you two, and that's what's required for the the first multi ball. So that's why it's ready. It's not actually ball three that triggers it. It's each ball draining triggers a complete target bank completion. So I figured that out by accident. I was like, hey, it's available at the start of ball two, and I don't really know what I've done. You don't like hitting the orbits and then shooting the guy. I do, but it's just like a it's it's fun. But I I, I also feel <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm like unnecessarily wearing down the pinball machine with the because it has that real feel, right? Because it, it it shoots the auto lane plunger. I feel like that's like I, I'm wearing down that mech six times faster than I should for six million points. I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird mechanical. Do you thing. find that in Data East when they have the like launchers, there seems to be like a delay from when you hit the trigger to when it actually fires it to me. Well, that's what I said. That's what I was saying the other day on the podcast. When I get the skill shot, it's not instant. Like on Congo, when you get the skill shot, it's like, bam, you know, you've but got I mean, it. I mean, when you million, actually pull million. the trigger. Like if yeah. I'm on Terminator 2, I pull the trigger, it instantly fires. On a lot of the Dad East games, I feel I have to time it where I'm pulling the trigger early. But like before. It's probably it's like weird. They're, they're, it, yeah, it's like it's, there could be a delay with like every signal going, every signal going through that um that machine. Everything everything seems like it's on a bit of a, a delay, like it's a slow pinball machine. But it's it's cheap over there. I mean, it's like a three four thousand dollar pinball machine here. So yeah. In the third game, 
Uh, the third game was Stern Magic. I should have listened to you, um, Bruce, when you told me uh, not to buy it. And it's it's, it's mainly Thank because you. of the sounds. It's it's the sounds to me. It's just I would rather listen to nothing stars with the chimes. Nothing. Yeah, nothing or the chimes. What's well, an MPU 100 game? It doesn't have yeah. sounds. It just has the do 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 like just a yeah. terrible yeah. You got to go yeah. meteor and, and after. Yep, and. The the loud is not horrible, but the the collect bonus saucer and I know art is objective, but uh, uh, subjective. Sorry, someone walked up to it during my comp. I was like, oh my god, look at this beautiful uh, pinball machine. The art of the air. I've never seen this before. But when I look at it, look at it, I I don't see the inserts. I just see just this confusing mess of of art. So um, I kind of I, I, okay, it's not gone yet. I sold it to someone, but I need to fix a little. Um, a reset issue, which uh, it's under warranty and everything with the guy that I bought it off. So as soon as that's fixed, it's gone. There we go. Three games in a week. Downsizing. Downsizing. So how many games do you have now? Uh, I still have like 25 or something. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, since we're getting to the end of the year, what would you say are the highlights of the year for you guys? Everyone go over like, what, what are their highlights of this year? That is almost over. For me, it's easy. Pinberg. Pinberg, absolutely. For me, I guess it was the transition of getting more into tournaments and tournament directing. I get a great deal of satisfaction out of running a well-tuned tournament more than playing sometimes. Like I, I ran a flip frenzy the other day and I didn't play it at all. And that was more satisfying to me than a lot of other stuff that I've done this year, pinball-wise. So. I don't know. I, I like doing it, and I don't know. I don't know why. For me, it's uh, a successful bar for one year now. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Where is the silver ball saloon? <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> one thirty-five West Commercial Street in East Rochester, New York. One four 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 five. Well, so speaking of which, did you ever end up getting the T-shirt that I sent you? Yes, I got it. Finally, and it's actually, oh, I actually have it right here. I have it right here. It's right in my hands right now. And it's got yeah, the sided art. It says, Head to Head Pinball Podcast Australia, Drain Monster on the back. And on the front, it says, Head to Head Pinball. That's our old logo. You guys haven't seen that new logo that Christopher Franchi done. Holy shit. Well, we're not. It's amazing. I guess not. You know, I guess we're not worthy. <laughs> mm, I can't I'm wait joking. to see it either. Gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's see. Did I win anything this year? You won 20 bucks at Rock Fantasy last week. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did I do? I'm just thinking of pinball highlights. Hanging out with me at TPF and teaching me about all the games I've never played. There you and go. destroying me on Joust. Yeah, probably. But most of my highlights involve, like, not being around here either going to <laughs> western new york or going to rock fantasy or going somewhere else because there's nothing here sorry i didn't have a bigger thing beatles i love the beatles i would have got one for my dad if it wasn't so expensive <laughs> wow you're not worthy enough dad sorry <laughs> that's what it just said to me that was just the whole nope sorry sorry you're dad not worthy eight thousand dollars nope Wait a second. Fifty-five hundred, yes. Eight thousand. Yeah. No. Yep. And yep. Ron can get a lot cheaper than eight thousand. 
exactly, Ron. You said if you uh, if you if it was a little bit more than a pro, you'd buy it for your dad. Yep. Guess what, mate? What? If you don't buy Lethal Weapon three, and you kind of add that to on top of a, a pro price, boom. You're there. Ron Hallett Senior gets a uh, a Beatles pinball machine, and and just he loves you even more than he does now. Right now, he has Metallica in his living room, so he's he's very happy. Okay. I think he'd be happier with Beatles. Uh I don't know. He had Sea Witch there before. I know, but the music alone, the the fixed orbits, the loops, the target behind the drop targets. He also has this thing called the stereo system, where he can play any Beatles song he wants at any time. But he can't play pinball and go beep 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, have either of you guys played Beatles yet? No. No. No, they're not here. Yet. End of. They, they're literally coming down with the monsters at the end of January. That's they. Wait, they just what monsters, monsters is the next What's game. This? What? Apparently, we we couldn't get Zach Sharp to admit it on our last episode. Of it. I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah, it's coming. Well, yeah. you mean even after the picture from the factory that showed it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Two, three pictures or two. Who are you guys getting on for? The, did you guys get Gary Stern for the last episode? No. Did you get Timbles? That's what, no. I'm going to announce what we're doing for the last show. Okay. Ron, does, Ron doesn't even know. Like, Ron, Ron knows a little bit. But what are we doing for the last show? You think I would know this being, you know. No, Brian, you, Eddie. You, Brian, no, Eddie. No, I told you, and you got, you got all upset with me. Cluster Vuck 2. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are going to this week put out a post on when we're going to be on, and all the friends of the show will be able to join us and talk about the love <laughs> Ron's for us. just like, fuck this. <laughs> I, look, I, I do, I pity you, Ron, knowing I'm me being the editing person, I can only imagine. When the first Cluster Vuck came out, it said something like, um, all chaos, no editing, or something like that on there. Oh, he edited it. That was probably one of the up. most heavily edited episodes I ever did, so that was just a blatant lie. Wasn't Pavarelli drunk on it or something and saying inappropriate stuff? Uh, he, was, he was drunk, and uh, we actually had Levy on, too. So we had Levy. We had a lot of people on. Yes, we did. So guess what? I can't wait. I can't that's, wait that's, either. That's, that's a good way to send you know, the Slam Tilt podcast off. You know, the, the reason why you, you don't want to do it as often is because of the editing. So let's finish it off by making the, the heaviestly, heaviest uh, edited podcast. Edited process, it. yeah. Hey, love you, Ron. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you are my brother. Come on. Yes, I love Bruce. Yes, but you, you don't love Kiss anymore for some reason. Why is that? Why won't you watch our last tour? Because it sucks, and it's going to be oh, probably not your last tour. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even go. No. <laughs> what do you mean? I, this is Barney from uh, Simpsons. Wow, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Just, no, it's perfect. Stephen Keeler one's the best. Oh, no, well, no. Man, you know, like, I'll do Steven because, you know, we have famous rock fantasy. <laughs> God, it's so bad. I know, it's so bad it's good. That's, yeah, like like Lisa Weapon, that's the only reason why Lisa Weapon's good. It's so bad. No, <laughs> so bad. it's good. awesome. I never heard you attempt Barney from The Simpsons, though. That's Ah, what do you mean? You sound more like Yoda, um, Yoda than you sound <laughs> Barney. I like Yoda. Yoda, Yoda, yes. good. <laughs> You're the good. Move the multiplier and lock it in for forty X. Oh fuck no. Okay. <laughs> what? The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Hammer, you're trying to tell me. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do Barney. Wow. I do Krusty, but I've told it's a bad impression. Yeah, very bad. Yes. What? <laughs> I'm oh. Krusty. Okay. See, <laughs> I, I, I think that your impressions are absolutely spot on. Certainly Family Guy. When I hear your, when you do Gene Simmons, I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like Gene Simmons, but I don't know what Gene Simmons sounds like. So I have to assume that that's what he sounds like. That was really bad, that crusty. <laughs> what? Wow. What? Keep going. Try it again. Do it again. Go. You know, what was it? Uh, oh, no. The, the one, like one of the first episodes he was in. Yeah, who's your favorite clown in the whole world? Krusty! And what would you do if I was ever canceled? We'd kill ourselves! <laughs> Actual line from... I love that line. God, I love that. Do some, do some, oh, everyone wants Stewie. Yes, everyone wants me to do Stewie because it's Stewie. Everyone at work wants me to do Stewie all the time. It's the best. <laughs> it is spot on. It's easier to make jokes, too. It just, they, they mm. come, it just flows out easier. I agree. Oh my! Oh my! No, oh my. we could never get him on. Damn it! I know did we you, tried. Did you guys hear? Yes, Jeff, Jeff Parsons uh, tried. Yes. Yeah, but he couldn't yes. get a word in edgewise because George wouldn't stop talking. I wouldn't stop talking. Phaser no. locked. He, he can give you Gary Busey if you want. So what? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? I guess he's deaf now. What? What? That's all he said the whole interview. Yeah. No, I, I, I asked Jeff for the full interview, and he, he linked me to it. And it wasn't actually that bad. But it, it, it was like Brucey. He has a book called Bruceisms, which reminded me of Bruceism. Jesus. <laughs> he stole it from us. Oh. He stole it from me. There's really no news. I mean, we, we did such short time in between the uh, – because we recorded on Tuesday, and really nothing has happened. Monsters. When are we going to see it? When are we going to see Monsters? Second week in January. Second week of January. Isn't it going to be at CES? I don't know. When is CES? I think it's like the maybe first or second week of January. So maybe that's like, <laughs> what is CES? I forgot what the initials mean. Consumer Electronics. Something electronic show. show. That's right. It's just, a, just, a, just a bunch of toppers, really. You know, like, yeah, exactly here's that. the main topper. Here's the R2-D2 topper. <laughs> Spent half a grand. Is that nothing. ever going to come out? It's out. Oh, it is? It's out now. It's out now yeah. and it's terrible looking. What, what do you mean it's terrible looking? It's R2-D2's head and it turns. How could it possibly be terrible looking? For $500? It's terrible. It only activates at 40x. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is that true? It only activates at 40x? I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it in this freaking you know, money grab. Do you, got, do you guys think we can ever get Dwight Sullivan on the show? Mr. Flasher? No. I reckon I can get him on the show. I'll, I'll be, I'll be nice to him. You guys could. I, I, oh, yeah. I will ask him. Some he questions. said that he's coming on the show. Did he? Did he? Yep. Wow, Maybe. he must be, like, uh, impotent. Mm-hmm. You're impotent? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? He's impotent. We're, imp- impotent. we're impotent. Yeah, see? Uh, you must be impotent. Impotent. Imp- Okay. <laughs> you can't even say it after I say that. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> the best thing was when I was at Expo, he was literally sitting right behind me. I need to laugh at him saying, why did you do these flashes? Or turn around. Hi, I'm Ron from the Slam Till Podcast. Would you like to be on our show? That's what Chef does. Ron needs to be. See, if Bruce was there, we would have had him on. Exactly. Yeah. 
okay, Ryan, you know what though? There's games like like Dirty Harry. When you're in multiball, the middle row of lines just dance up and down for like no reason at all. Don't don't you hate games that that do that? Like, oh, we're gonna get you excited. Look, strobing lights for no reason, just to confuse you. You forgot about the fact that Dirty Harry has like, depending on when you start multiball, sometimes the GI doesn't, the lights don't go out. It does like a different intro for no reason, just depending on when you start it. It's like the game gets okay. confused. <laughs> or Clint Eastwood will cut himself off in mid-sentence to say another quote. His, wow. He was he was like the the 1990 version of uh, Alice Cooper with his funny. his kind of non-enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, that's out. how he talks, though. He doesn't. You ever see any of his movies? He doesn't yell. I know, but like listen, listen to to Chris Granner when he talks in our show, and he probably did like you know the same when he did Clay's Topcast. Like, if you're in a pinball machine, you got to get excited because that that's what pinball machines are, right? Listen, punk, I don't get excited about anybody. Yeah, what's he supposed to say? You know, jackpot or something. I mean, what's the, <laughs> yeah, it would sound like Batman or something. Jackpot, jackpot. Yeah. Oh, we can't all be in pinball machines, you know, like Marty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, not at all. You know it. That should have been your highlight of the year, Marty. Exactly. <laughs> starting, starting a podcast and being a, in, in a production pinball machine. That podcast was last year. Yeah, so, yeah. But the, yeah. The, if it was a good game that he was in, yeah. it would be better. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys know that the right ramp on Houdini... The machine doesn't know if you've made it until the ball lands in the left in lane. Yes. Because there's, there's no optos and no switches. There's nothing. It's just yep. a ramp. Yep. Did you know there's too many shots on that side? Yes. <laughs> you know it's tighter than fuck. <laughs> it's like tight but makeable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, yeah, one every ten it. shots, maybe. Um, Go fuck off. Go fuck off. They, <laughs> they, okay, they, they fixed it. They fixed it with um with Oktoberfest anyway, so it, it plays well. I reckon you know what? There are so many good games out there that shoot just absolutely amazingly, like you know, most of Demolition Man and like the Shadow and stuff like that. Mm. That you know, making making kitted pinball machines, that could uh that could work, right? No, it couldn't because of the artwork you wouldn't wouldn't work out, would it? You have to get a whole player field overlay. Okay, let's 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 go through the, the different kit experimentations and how many times they've worked. Dead silence. There you go. <laughs> Pinball 2000 was going to be the kit thing. Mm-hmm. Is it like P3 going to be the kit thing? Yep. What about what about Alien. Tato doing all their re-things? Oh, yes. Ugh, God, no. <laughs> Some were funny, like their firepower. And, their so, own, he, yeah. and so was Highway, their kit. Yeah, their kit. So I, I'm seeing a trend here with the kit thing. If, if you're going to go for a kit model... Uh, Make something good. You you, uh, you may may not want to go with a kit model just because everyone who's tried it is just has not worked. Is it just because everyone in pinball is like has enough money that they don't need the kit? I think it's because it it and they said this I think in the uh, documentary about pinball two thousand it really didn't save you. It wasn't that much cheaper doing the kit. No. Than was the whole game. It wasn't the big savings that it needed to be to make a kit practical. And that's always the issue. Hmm. Okay. No, besides, besides the play field, all you got is a fucking box and a back box, right? Yep. And obviously, Pin2K's, Pin2K's obviously had the, the TV as well, but machines these days, hmm. I guess that's what they're trying with Highway because it, it has, well, it, it, 
when it first came out, it didn't even have a screen in the back. So what no. were they thinking? Yeah, you know, that's when I, I, I saw them having issues to me when they kept changing. Like first, yes, it had nothing in the back. Then people complained, okay, we're going to put a screen. And it's like a little screen. And then it was a bigger screen. But then it didn't really show anything that wasn't already in the, the screen on the play field. Yep. I've, I've played like so many games, not crazy amounts, but I still I totally ignore the LCD screen in the middle of the play field because I'm just hardwired to, to look up. And it'd be good if it was like some different information, but it's literally just mirroring yep. you know, the LCD in the back. So there's, there's no point. All right. What are we looking forward to in the upcoming year in the world of pinball? Manual kickbacks. <laughs> it will never happen. <laughs> um, unless Deeproot does it. Or Tim, Mr. Sexton. Stern don't even have normal kickbacks anymore. They've coded them all out of the games. They've just done like yeah, revive. Yeah, because they this, can't that, make oh. a kickback that works. They've never been able to. What's, what's wrong with the Star, Star Trek, Trek one? The Star fine. Trek one. Mine never no, worked fine. No, mine never worked fine either. Mine Still, worked mine's perfectly. never not worked. You, you forget. Exactly. It, no, yeah. it works. It's just weak. It, 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 no, inconsistent. Inconsistent, and a lot of it had to do with they had to change stuff in code. Like, why do you have to change stuff in code to get your F and kickback to work? Yep. No, mine works fine. No. Aussie stock was yeah. Superior Aussie stock was different. Was superior. Yeah. You've got That's the good the shipment. Yeah. Maybe got... it's the voltage. Maybe it's the okay. voltage. There you go. I know it's just horribly inconsistent, and it's like this is a kickback. This isn't like a new concept. Why is this so hard? It sucks. What I'm looking forward to. Everyone wants more stuff in their pinball machine. They want more mechs, this, this, and that. I'm almost the opposite. I just want machines that shoot really, really well. Just I want, I want a Steve Rich. I want okay. I want a flow game that isn't a Steve Ritchie game. If that makes sense, I want like a a Demolition Man shots that lead to other shots. Demo Man Two. Water. Yeah, Demo Man Two. He's he said he said Deep Root. Yeah. Mm, you do like your Nordman. Mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I want, I want a multi-ball where every shot is lit and, and the jackpot sound is the same for every shot. That's what I want. Yeah. I want a combo Stallone screams. I'm looking forward to two things. I'm really keen to see Monsters, particularly the Premium and LE. My, my dream for that machine is that they make it with a, an underplay field that's worth playing. One, okay, now I have a question for you. When was the last game you enjoyed a lower play field with? Black Hole. Okay, Black so Hole or Haunted House. They all suck, so go ahead. No, now, I, don't. I, I, like, I like them. Um, really, there's not that many. I don't, I don't think they've been able to really crack it. I think the, the ACDC was some sort of attempt, but no. I, 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 I've said before, I really like Black Hole and I really like Haunted House. But since then, nothing really has grabbed my attention for a lower play field. Nope, I have one better than you. Crawl. Crawl, jeez. Have Crawl you played Crawl? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've never, I've never even seen it, but I know Crawl's, all about Crawl's lower yeah. play field is good. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's almost like a three-quarter size play field, isn't it? Exactly, and it's miniature. You know, they have the, the, the magnifying, you know, the glass that changes it. That plays yeah. really well. Yeah, okay. Never played it. Oh, yeah. wait, Ron, never played a game? I 
uh, I've told this story a zillion times. It broke literally five minutes before I got to the party where it was. So I, I got know. to I see had, it sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Bite me. What's the best upper player field in pinball then? Uh. Ooh. Mm. say Black Knight. Game of Thrones. But that is a joke, by the way. Just yeah. So yeah. For me, it's for me, it's Whitewater because it's you, you hit the shot or you don't hit the shot, and then you get to start again. There's basically two shots. That's it. Uh, that's all, that's, that's all I need. I, I don't want the ball to be up there for long. Just you said you make the shot or you don't, and that's it. Solar fire. Mm. So you're going you're going by level. Okay. I love that upper play field. That upper play field in that game with the drop targets and the pattern, and you have to get it in a certain mound, sweeping them, or you get the loop on the side or the lock area. You know, it is, you know, afterwards they did Grand Lizard, but I think the tightness of Solar Fire makes it more fun. Grand Lizard doesn't have an upper play field. It, well, no, they it doesn't. Pseudo, I know, but it's I know, but it. it's not. Everyone says it does. It does not and, have an upper play field. No, it doesn't. It kind that's of. Look, I, it's got an upper section. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I go with Solar Fire because it does have an upper play field and it's great. Um, Black Knight is good. I think we all know the best one is Split Second. Oh, hurry, 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 hurry! No, definitely, uh, definitely Solar Fire. But I mean, but upper playfields are block so much of the playfield. Like white water, it's there. Well, not. And you, you don't really feel like it's blocking anything, right? Well, yeah, I do. I do too. And if you want to go with upper playfields that are pretty good that don't block, I would actually say the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Which which is if Almost we're white really water. honest, it's no, it's Elvis reversed. Yeah, true. And maybe a little bit of white water. You know, yep. same. You I'll know, tell you, my. My favorite upper play field, Flash Gordon. The it's only thing tough. I don't like about Flash, it's it's very tough, but I don't like the hole in the middle. That's what I don't like about the Flash. I played one last night. It was mine, old one. That, you know, going down to the kickout, just, uh just doesn't do it for me. Technically, the kickout's not in the upper play field, though. I know, but it goes, you know, when it goes. It, but then it pops it back up. If It depends on what order it's going it, through. Well, First one's always goes, down, always goes down. Yeah, I know. It so it, it alternates between down and up. Exactly. But you still get it to go back up there. But Once in a while, um, but and yeah. it's only one flipper. And it's only one flipper. If it had two flippers, more fuss. Yeah, but, no, I, I know what you mean. But the reason why I, I like Flash Gordon more than others, and, and I, I've sort of been on record saying I, I, I love, and I, well, I loved um, machines with upper play fields. But I've always felt that the ball is up there too long. A bit like WrestleMania. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I like about Flash Gordon is you get it up there, you've usually got one or two shots. If you do anything more than that, you are an instant hero. So it, it's not it's not too easy. It's it's actually quite a challenge. So that's why I like that one. That Eric CNY yesterday, Russell, was an instant hero because he kept up there for about 30 seconds. Well, there you go. That's oh that's God, hero tree right there. He, he killed me, and it's worth worth good points. So oh, it is it. definitely Black Knight. Mm. Yeah, Black Knight. Yeah. Steve Ritchie, come on. No, I still mm. think he ripped Solar it off Fires from me. Good. The upper play field of Flash Gordon. That was my idea. <laughs> but I think Solar hey, Fire is definitely a little better. Ron, are you in the? If Steve Ritchie produces a original theme in 2019, you mean when he produces an original theme in 2019? Yes. yes. When it comes okay. Out. Yes. It's coming. I, I, are you are you in the market for that? I'll never say never. That's all I'll say. Because you you don't have many modern games, do you? Like I think you only have ACDC now and 
Was it Spider-Man and that's it? Uh, no, ACDC, Black... Spider-Man... Black Knight. Uh, that's not a modern game. ACDC, oh, <laughs> uh, Metallica, which is at my dad's house, yep. Terminator 3. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much that's it, it at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Oh, no, what am I saying? Dialed in. I'm modern. That sucks. And Bruce's favorite game, Total Nuclear Annihilation. He loves it. Oh, that's not fucking good at all. I think I'll stream that next. Do it. Uh, See, that's what I'm looking forward to in the upcoming year is no editing. And more streaming. Boo. Yep, I just got it. I got an email. I'm now affiliate. Awesome. Well done. Yep, we're gonna be overhauling, basically overhauling the, the whole like, overlay and stuff I'm using. Yep, I did that about three four weeks ago. Yeah, because I'm looking at some of the other ones and mine really sucks. And there's there's nothing. Plus, if I want to actually have like a, you know, a bit cup or something, things like that. <laughs> I got. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to research like stream, stream labs, stream elements, all those things. Figure out what I want to go with. Two just, just, just bit. Well, Carl uses he uses uh, XSplit. He wants to uh, use he, he wants to use OBS. He's going to go OBS going forward. So when he goes once he goes to OBS, then I can rip everything off from him. I started XSplit, went to OBS, and I've just gone well. I go OBS on my laptop when I've got my portable set up because it's it runs a lot better on a laptop. It's a pretty lean program, OBS. But XSplit was what I ran for when I did the Melbourne Silverball tournament at Flipout where I needed to split stream four different machines because it was on a, a desktop machine. So XSplit ran really well. But it's a bit of a chunky program. But you, a lot, it's really good for real-time editing is what I find the difference. XSplit is – it's much easier to use. OBS has its quirks, and you, you set it up. Once you've set it up, that's it. You don't really mess with it. Well, I have the – I'll call it the Carl rig, basically based on his mobile his mobile rig, so I can wheel it around to any game down in my basement. Now I just got to get all the wireless stuff so I can just move stuff quickly. So when we have Stomp – we can actually film games quickly. I just don't know Woo-hoo! where I'm going to put like an announcer's booth or anything because I literally have no room anymore. Oh my how many God. how many stomps have you done? Two. Well, well, three I have, actually. Yeah, three, including You've yours. Done. Yeah. Stop West. Just do them all in one one day, like me, and just don't do it no. in the end for a year. <laughs> it's fourteen hours of comps. It's good. We were too ambitious with the the head to head thing. Honestly, the heads up thing, I should say. Trying to do that at the same time when all, the same people are in both tournaments, it just yeah. it was it's too hard. much. It was too much. It was cool having the two stars. Now Bruce wants to have like what three dragon fists in the same tournament. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Jesus, I think so. Or we do two uh, gamatrons. Can you turn that annoying sound off in dragon fists in the background? Is that is that a dip switch option? No, I don't no, think so. No. And, and it's if you leave the ball sitting in the shooter lane, it just gets higher and higher and it's higher. higher, and higher. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why is that a bug or is that just? That's just the way it works. Yep. Okay. There's one in Australia. I think there's just one. Just literally, yeah. They just didn't come down here, and I, I talked to the guy, and I'm like, "Salty Dragonfist, just for shits and giggles," and yeah, he's ne- he's never selling it. I offered him everything, and. Uh, when there's only one in the country, then stream it's it. Pretty much, stream it. He's not, he's not even. He's not even in the state. He's in no. a different, different state. Uh, wow. Uh, see, you could do that. The Melbourne, 
Melbourne, uh, yeah, Melbourne Silver League, you could say. Only Dragon <laughs> Fist in Australia. Boom. <laughs> Instant yeah. viewers, right? Yeah. At least 12. Mm-hmm. At, At least, least 12. 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many viewers do you typically get, Marty? 20. 20 to 25. It's gone up recently. Ever since Flip Out, I, I can get up to 30. Um, Marty's Marty's the only person streaming in Australia, pretty much. He has no competition. Still, I'd love to get 30. Yeah. Look, the, the Flip Out, we, we had... So that, that's sort of when it tells me the peak amount of people. So if it says that I had 25 to 30 people, usually that means probably about 50 to 60 people have watched it. Flip Out, when I did that, was about 200. So that was good. Nice. Mm. That was a big tournament. It was. So you got you got you got to start, you know, streaming tournaments run local, oh, yeah. local, local to- the rock, rock rock fantasy every week. Uh, yeah, rock fantasy. Yeah, we'll do it all right now. Shut yeah. up. So when we stream <laughs> tournaments, we we do get more viewers. The problem we have is the non mobileness of the rig. We end up on a game where no one's playing it, or we put it on like the uh, the charity game, like stars or something like that. But there'll be long periods where no one's playing it. I'd like to have yeah, a, to get I'd that. like to have a tournament where I have a unit where I could just roll it to a game and get like foursomes of you know matches that matter every round. Oh my. Yeah, and that, that's kind of why I went. I I didn't want to go the mobile route because I had envisaged that I would be doing the commentating and not wanting to go over back and forth. So that's kind of went. I went the the bigger route, which was to buy the four HDMI switcher in the desktop with. I don't know, 16 cameras about that? Damn. So your, your rig, Marty, will never be mobile. So you'll, you'll never be able to come to a comp and just change it from one to another. You'll have to set it up on a certain machine. No, and but that's, it. that's why I've got my um, my laptop. Wednesday every month, Marty. You've got to come to, to Pinball Paradise and stream. You, you, try, yeah. you tried once and then you never did it. The nice thing about Carl's rig, I noticed, is like he didn't – like when I – my mobile rig, when I move it, it's like you put it like, okay, how does it look? Okay, move it here, move it here, move it here. With his rig, I mean, because he's using, he's using like HDI cameras, HDMI cameras with the viewfinder. So he's just looking right at it. It's like, okay, it's centered. Okay, that's yep. good. Okay, that's good. And that's it. Like he never that's even, right. he never called over once to say, does it look good? He just walked over, hit a button, boom, it's on. That's right. And so that's I'm using um, those camcorders as well, which are the, the Sony, what are they, HRC405 or something, whatever they are. I think they're HDRCX305, 405, whatever they are. So you've got the viewfinder, so you can see exactly how it's lined up, as opposed to using webcams. Yeah, which is so much better. I actually have it on my phone. CX405. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. The official rig of Carl D'Angelo. Well, Bruce, Bruce, you just sent me a thing that say you have to go soon. <laughs> yeah. Is he gone? Is he gone? Is he muted? Oh, I'm here. I'm just saying I got to get going soon. I got people upstairs. Yeah, and getting... same. I need to have some lunch. Oh, wow. Lunch. Oh, guys, happy Festivus. <laughs> Thank you for what? the rest of us. It's Festivus there today. It is? It is. Where's, yes, um... Festivus, the 23rd of December. That's an actual holiday? Fuck Yeah. From Seinfeld. It's a Seinfeld thing. Yes. When are you guys releasing it? When are you guys releasing this episode? That's up to Ron. I I don't. Uh, really probably look, Wednesday look. night. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking. We should have no, a no, 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 treat no. for everybody. It, Is that right? No, no, no. I'm thinking about the um the vote. 
that we have to put oh. on Facebook and that. We, we oh, have to yes. somehow sync it up. And I guess I'll talk to Ron about that since Bruce can't get the uh, international times right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Bruce is our Facebook poster, though. So Yes, I am the Facebook poster, so you're fucked with me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, well. guys. It was awesome. We, we, we're very sad that you are uh, not shutting down, but still we're slowing down. Why? Slowing down. Well, it's just every it was every Thursday. I said every Thursday at, at two p.m. or so. I, I knew that I would get to listen to your show, and and a lot of people, including you know, Jeff Tiola, say you know a big advocate of you know I just do it whenever you want. But I, I like the weekly thing because I knew it was something to look forward to every week. So just like with you guys, I do the same thing with you guys. Yeah, very very sad that you guys are uh, slowing down. Well, you never know. Anything can change. Anything can happen. Anything can change. Yeah, anything can change. <laughs> Ron's like, fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Marty. Thank you, guys. No worries. Thank you. Episode 122, you're the Slam Till Podcast. We can be reached at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter. Well, just go to slamtillpodcast.com. Look in the upper right-hand corner. Links to all the crap is there. How's the website hosting going, Ron? It's great. I love the website <laughs> hosting. It's wonderful. How's it going for Jeff T. Hollis? He's having problems. I don't think he knows uh, how to use the internet very well. <laughs> <laughs> He's having issues with the WordPress and, and actually building the site. Yeah. When he, when, he was, when he was asking for help, I was just like, hey, just ask Ron. Ron, Ron did the same thing. I, you know, I'll, gi- I'll give you the same deal as Ron, but I'm not going to help you out. <laughs> hey, fuck off. <laughs> well, if you remember, you gave me the info, and then I didn't use it for like two weeks, and the password had expired. And we went through yeah, all that. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the funny thing was, like, I think you you prepped me. You were like, "Oh, hey, you know, I, I think I might take you up on the on the offer next time Podcast Garden like breaks or something." And then it was it was literally when I was in New York after the TPF, and you messaged me is like, "I need it now!" Like Podcast Garden fucking sucks. It's like it broke like. Uh, a week after you said you might need it. So. Yeah, and I see they, they broke again recently. Went to the site, yep. just saw like SQL errors on the top. Like, ah, what a wonderful Yeah, this, this, this flipping podcast is off it. I think the only people yeah. left is, is Mrs. Pin. Mrs. Mrs. Pin, and I think uh, and oh, Riptide. so is uh, Riptide, Riptide also. Is on there. And I yeah. think yeah. Steve is also. Uh, no, no, Steve is on some other Steve weird one. another oh. service, yeah. So shout out to all the other podcasts. Uh, instead of just naming you all, I'm just going to say shout out to all the other podcasts. Uh, I will mention uh, Riptide Pinball Podcast did release their latest episode. It did come out. Yep. Hi, Steve. Oh, congratulations, Mrs. Pin on 50. Congrats, Mrs. Pin. Not turning 50, but being you know, getting 50. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to get two emails, one from her and one from Petey. Uh, so... <laughs> Pinball Star Amusements. Go to them for all your non-stern needs. You can buy a Thunderbirds that we've talked so highly of. <laughs> buy the third worst game of all time. Yes. What, what did you say, Matty, before we started recording? 1K before Christmas. 1K <laughs> Christmas. Mike Poopo, Flipper Fidelity. uses sound systems in your pinball machines. He's also a stern distributor. Thanks, everybody. Say goodbye, Bruce. Pinball, pinball lifter. Pinball, pinball lifter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us. Hey, Break Bruce. <laughs> Break my back, not my brain. What the fuck was that, Mara and Ryan? <laughs> I'm practicing my Bruce-isms. Okay. I've uh, got to steal that. You got that one out well. Use your, 
<laughs> Use your brain, not your back. Come on, Pinball Lifter. Where can I get pinball it? com. Use your brain, not your back. Come on, buy my product. And go to your bar, which is where? Little Ball Saloon, <laughs> uh, 135 West Commercial Street, East Rochester, New York. We have 26 pinball machines. We have bowling. We have darts. We have pool. We have foosball. We have arcade games. Inferior stones. It should have bellies. And good food. Okay, and we have great sterns and no bellies. No, actually, we have hot dog and hot dog is there. We actually also have uh, blackjack. Blackjack. Like I said, good bellies. Yep, good bellies. Not those ones you picked, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I can't wait to edit all this stuff out and we make ourselves look really good. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Marty and Ryan. Oh.